So, before we get started, Justin, do you have anything you would like to be prayed about? Anything prayed on? Um, I mean, really, you can lead us in prayer if you want. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, straight up. Um, all right, all right. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, we welcome you in this room. Uh, we just pray, Lord, that you would just soften our hearts um, to know that you are the center of everything. We should make it that way, even this this recording here, Lord, that uh, we should have fun, Lord. But at, at the season that we're in, Lord, we're, where you draw near, uh, where the kingdom of God is at hand, Lord. And uh, we want to live as such, Lord. And you told us to watch. You said to look for these signs. Um, you said that we don't know the day or the hour, but that us as believers, Lord, that we should not be caught off guard by your return. And so... I pray, Lord, that we'd be bold in that truth and the truth of the gospel, Lord. Um, if anyone hears anything, it doesn't matter if it's 20 people, if it's two people, or if it's 2,000 people, Lord, but that the gospel, um, it can do its job, Lord, even if it's just one. And we pray that it would receive that person who needs hope, Lord, and that would find the hope um, that's in you, Lord Jesus. And uh, we just pray all these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Let's go. All right. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> You cut it, it off. He too loves soon, that though. soundboard. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've got a 15 year old son. I like that too. Yes, that reminds me of the time that I bought Dude Perfect's unit. Man, they're disappointing people. Talk about people. <laughs> I no, can I'm tell you personally. We, we've worked with them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm not trying to be mean, but you, you, when you, I learned to not have expectations with people, especially like pastors and believers and stuff too. Sure. Uh, but people, especially who proclaim Jesus, um, and then you meet them in person, and there's no cameras and stuff around. And they're just, they're, it doesn't reflect the gospel. Right. You know what I mean? And I, listen, there's plenty of times in my life that does not reflect the gospel, but you can tell those are times where I've slipped up and they're not who I am. And then you can tell when people are just who they are. And so, anyway, that was a whole experience. 100%. And Storage Wars is so fake that even that story <laughs> made TMZ. Yeah. Um, and Renee is, I'm not going to get mad, but it's true. He told TMZ that he, that it was his unit. So the TMZ headline says, Renee Nizzotto, uh wins Dude Perfect's unit. And he, he, call, he called me and texted me. He's like, hey, man, you know, this is just this is how Hollywood's done and stuff. I said, it's, oh, it's fake. Because wow. me and Renee first met on Twitter. We got in a little beef because I said that I was just pointing out the fakeness. Mm -hmm. right. And he's like, well, this is my career and this is how I feel my family. I said, well, that's cool, man. I said, but I don't have to live in that fantasy. And I'm not going out trying to ruin your career, but like if I make a first of all, why am I making a statement? Where'd you come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just making a statement. I'm not a political guy or anything. Yeah. And so, but anyway, so me and Renee actually met because we got in a beef on Twitter. And then we became friends because of a whole thing I'll tell you guys about here in a little bit of how when we got started on social media. But that's how beefs work. You're always enemies and then you become friends. Yeah, frenemies. Oh, no, I, I'm telling you, I, I, the Lord Jesus, my patience would be tested if I saw a few of those guys on on, on the street. And, I'm, and I don't mm. mean that to be mean. It's because they tried to just just three days ago. I've got I can show you messages from people. I don't know if that's still in here. Did I delete it? Oh, please don't be another one. So somebody just I get messages all the time. And these people were like, hey, um, oh, I went to chats because I replied to him and I told them. So they're telling me, hey, there's this YouTuber. This was just a few days ago, and they have like half a million subscribers. They're like, they're online telling people that y'all burned your building again. You burned your building down. And so when we got, there was this whole thing, I'm telling you, where it put me on the couch is because we had these YouTubers, literally millions of views, probably 30 to 40 different channels going, telling people we burned our building down. 
For what? Insurance purposes? Yeah, for insurance. For insurance. Here's the deal. I'm such a great businessman. I had insurance, mm-hmm. but I didn't have insurance that covered my stuff. Right. It covered. It only covered consigners stuff. Mm. I had a warehouse full of stuff that I didn't get paid on because I didn't know that because I was the owner of the company that you had to have a separate policy for your stuff. Yeah. And so, no, actually I got screwed on that. Not only that, the detectives and stuff, they, I thought that one of the YouTubers might have done it. Yeah. I'll tell you a whole story. I mean, y'all want to get into some All right, weird well, Let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's do a quick that. introduction All and right. then we'll, we'll, we'll let it rip. Let Tater it rip. Chip. We were already in it. I know. We I'm talking going, man. That's, I've been saying this for forever. Fuck the introduction. Let's yeah. just start talking. There it is. But, uh, all right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Select View Podcast. Today we have Justin Grimes of uh, Grimes Finds. That's the, uh, the YouTube channel, the Instagram. All, yes, all the social medias, he, he does uh, buy storage units and, and finds some super juicy stuff. Treasures. That he's I going to tell us about. Okay, so I am not a reseller. I am a treasure hunter. And I resell because if I don't resell the things I find, my wife probably won't let me come home. No, okay. she would. My wife is such a gracious, gracious woman of God that she would. My, I always tell my wife, if, if I wanted to walk on you, I could walk on you because you would totally allow me to walk on you. You know, I tell her all the time, I'm like, babe, you have to speak up for yourself. I'm right. constantly telling her because she would let me walk on her. But anyway, so out of respect for my wife, I'm like, I love going out and finding this stuff, but I have to be a businessman by trade. Okay. But so, so is it is it tough to to sell the things you find? No, like, I would think no. that. There's got to be so much cool stuff that you just want to keep a huge Oh, amount. no, that's a different thing. It, now, if it's hard to sell the stuff versus is it hard to keep the stuff is two different questions. And I'm very analytical. And I'm going to pick every word you say apart. <laughs> okay. My, please, wife will, please my, my wife will tell you that too. Okay. So uh, is it hard to sell stuff? No, it's not. It's not. The process of selling is we've, I think we've almost mastered it. You always want to leave room to progress. Like, right. Sure. There's new tools that come out. There's. You can always kind of fasten up your your processes and stuff like that, um, but it's easy to resell. So when we buy a storage unit, typically when I bought it online, we pick it up and I have the money in my account for the stuff is usually about twelve days, wow. 10, 10 to twelve that, days. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, watch. And here's how people can tell they're like, oh, he's a liar. Well, okay, that's very weird that you're on the internet. I people on the internet are weird. Can we agree with that? Yes. Facts. All right, hey guys, Make you facts. knock it off. Fact check. Why can't people simply do a Google before they run their mouth on the internet? <laughs> Right. You know, no one cares. God tells us to be very <laughs> wise with our words, and so I, I typically like to know what I'm talking about before I go. <laughs> it's just something I like to do personally in life. Do you? Uh, sometimes. You guys? Depends you know? on the situation. We live in a different generation. Yeah. Don't I Google Facebook fight with a lot of people like every day. Do you? Man, yeah. I stay out of it. I'm not a political guy. You want to know? I'll tell you something else is going to tick people off. I'm a United States. Oh, we're all over the place. We'll start that later. I've never voted. Make me come back to that. Oh, I've never voted either. Yeah, I've never voted. Team uh, no vote. So, man, you so, want to talk about so people getting mad? Hey, you what you want? You want to get lynched? Believe in flat Earth and never vote. Okay. Just do those two things. And here, so you're a flat earther. Too? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said that I've noticed there's a spirit. Listen, I'm a believer in God. There is a spirit behind everything, and I look behind the spirit of every person and every entity and every business, and I will not get behind it if I think they are not aligned. Sure. Okay. That's why I was telling you before we started, you said we don't edit things out about God. And I said, that's why I'm here. Yeah, we don't do that. Okay. I know you don't. No, we're here. And this is the first podcast I've ever gone on. 
Okay. Yeah, wow. seriously, well, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was weird. Uh, it's even weirder that I got excited about it. Um, it was, so, it okay, like so let's stay on track. Okay. Right. okay. Keep, us, keep us on track. I'm not the guy for that. Narrow. Okay. We're, we're following your track. We'll be quiet. You just talk, man. We'll I can talk. do that. All right, so, so it's easy to resell stuff. Um, do I like to keep stuff? Like, yes, I like to keep duplicates, but I'm not, listen, I don't like stuff. I don't like money. I really don't. People all the time, I've got business friends and business owners. I was just out at a guy's doing a video yesterday. He owns a, a, a phone and golden uh, silver shop. And um, he's like, hey, man, you do this and you can, you can, ex, you know, go up this amount of money every month. And, and I'm not being boastful. I'm not going to talk numbers, but I, was, I told him, I said, I don't, I'm, I'm content. Sure. I, don't, I don't need anything more. Could I make I can, I'm telling you right now, I know how to, and my wife will witness, and anybody who knows me, I can make 100 grand out of my house a month, every month, easy. But right now, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I guess you could check my taxes. You pull my tax records. So, you know, we make about 30000 a month out of our houses. You, that's the, the low bar. But I say the low bar. That is the bar. Like, just sure. so three or four days ago, I sat down with my wife. I said, What's the, here's the plan for August. I said, I'm going to sell these things, these big things I have. I went and sold. I had 6,800 in scrap gold I needed to go deal with. And I actually sold that and bought this unit, which is a cool story. Um, but so this month, I, all I did was, is I got it up to 30,000 actually just ran in it probably being 35 to 37,000, but I got it up to 30,000 because that's all I care. I mean, that's, that, that sounds ridiculous. It's your goal. It's, it's my goal. Sure. And because my kids get out of college, I told them I don't want them to go to college. I, I'm actually encouraging they don't go to college unless it's a field that requires it, medical, some kind of licensing. Uh, like my daughter said, I want to be a real estate agent. And I said, well, I want to pay for you to get your license, your broker license, and I'm going to pay to open your own office and you're going to hire your employees. And yes, you're going to, we're going to hire very veteran people because she'll be young at it, but I never want her to invest into someone else's business. And I mean, every, my UPS driver gets the preaching, everybody gets the gospel and the business gospel (laughs) where I'm telling them, look, believe in Jesus, repent, you know, love God, trust in Jesus and start your own business. You find so much cool stuff, mm-hmm. like how you know. There's got to be things that you you're like, oh, I'm I'm taking this home. I've seen your podcast studio. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of cool stuff yeah. on the shelf. Yeah, my whole so, house is like my podcast studio. Right. So, so what decides? You know, what makes you say I'm gonna sell this or this is way too cool? I'm keeping it. First, it's always a financial decision. Sure. But either way, I can go. So I only keep things that go up in value. Um, and because my, okay, here's the success of all businesses is profit margins. I don't listen. I have no resellers and they're like, I do a hundred grand a month and you only do 30. I'm like, yeah, but most months I don't spend any money. I don't have to buy a unit. Look at my things. I might buy one, two units a month tops, but there's four months in a row this year. I didn't buy a unit Mm -hmm. and I didn't spend money and I'm still making 30 to 80,000 a month on those months. I'm not because I have, because I buy such good product. I, 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 I buy very specific. I have a whole method to how I spend. I do not bid on a unit unless I know for sure it's ten grand in there. Twenty thousand is what I'm looking for. I don't want to go out to a unit. I don't want to do anything unless I because that's basically a two thirds of my my financial goal for the month. Mm. And so, listen, if I, I if 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 I went, I could buy units like I buy every day, but mm-hmm. I don't look at them. I buy enough one because local buyers they need some of those good units. 
you know what I mean? And if I'm out there being Mr. Big Dog, buying all the units up just to stash it away, and I know these guys, and they need money. Well, here's the deal. Sometimes I hate that they buy it because they're horrible at what they do. There's a yeah. few businesses, um, or a few videos back where I, I don't split units. Guys all the time, hey, man, let's go half and half on a unit. Well, I own an auction company. I have processes. I don't need to do that. Why would I do that? It's not a good business choice. But I will do it to show you the process one time. Mm. And so that video, we spent four grand on a unit. We went in on it. Within 10 days, I think it was like eight days or something, I was able to hand it. After we split it, after the cost of the auction came out, I think he got $6,500 like that. And that was without the, the arcade games that we had. So he got about, basically, he's getting about 10 grand. He didn't have to do nothing for him. And so, but I handed him that cash. I said, if you ever want to make that kind of money this fast again, you're going to have to do it on your own. Because I've been on this guy for two years. He sells at the flea markets. He sells every which way he sells. is. If I were to look at a business operation and judge it, and I've been in operations. I've been a multi-operation manager for the uh, hotel industry, or not the hotel industry. I did multi-property stuff for, in the corporate office of Motel 6, but for the restaurant industry and things. So I know operations. I know procedures. I know how important they are. And these guys are horrible at them. They're horrible at operation procedure. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying they're rough guys from the street. They weren't taught any better. I'm the same guy. I, I, I used to be that guy. But I learned and I, and I, and I adapted. And these guys, sometimes, man, they, they just let their, their old, like, you know, most of these guys are from the streets. Sure. They're, they're guys just like me. I ran away at an early age. I went to the Marine Corps, not because I had some high, pay, you know, patriotism in my family, just because my family's a wreck. Most of them don't even like each other. But I committed three felonies when I was 17 years old after I ran away. And it was either go to, I, well, I got on probation for, for a year. They put me on, or no, they put me on probation for like six years. <laughs> and I was in high school and they called me Ferris Bueller, but I dodged the cops for a year and I didn't report to probation. And the Rockwall DA, man, the dude's still out there. Dude's probably the only guy that ever got me in the history of mankind. <laughs> In my life. So my buddy's going to the Marine Corps. I say a buddy. He was a male cheerleader, not the kind of guy I typically hung out with. But my girlfriend was a cheerleader, and he was a male cheerleader, and I needed a ride to probation the very first time, and he took me. Oh, no, he took me out there, and the line was long, and I didn't go. I was like, I'm not waiting on this. I was 17 years old with no parents. Okay? was I didn't realize the repercussion that was going to come from that. So I go to – so the recruiter gets me. We go out to the DA's office in Rockwall. We go into the DA's office and the DA's, uh, he says, all right, come in. It's empty office. It's just like this, you know, wood furniture, very nice. It's rock wall. And so I get in there and he tells the recruiter, you got to wait outside. And as soon as I sit down in the leather chair, I heard there was a closet right here. And this cop jumps out the closet. Gotcha, bitch. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, it's impressive. Right. <laughs> that I made that a 17-year-old kid with no parental supervisions, running sure. the streets, being a moron. Mm -hmm. Well, and so he got out, he cuffed me, and they walked me out, and they said, we have to take him in, we have to book him in, but we're going to allow you to make a plea for him. <clears throat> and so, well, Marines don't take felons. And so for me to go, they had to take it all the way off. All expunged. They had to take it off. And uh, there's no waivers in the Marine Corps, at least then there wasn't. You couldn't, felons, no, we don't take felons. Sure. And so they worked out a deal, and Rockwell DA worked out a deal. They dropped it. I had to go in for four years for the Marine Corps, or at that point, because I had violated probation, I think it was it was either a year and a half or two and year two and a half years in prison. 
as wow. a as a teenager. Well, at that point, I had, I was seventeen years or no eighteen years old by that time. And so, uh, anyway, so that's why I went to the Marine Corps. Don't remember how we got on that. Uh, but back to selling. Um, uh, what, how did we even get to that? What bunny um, trail did we come to? I don't know, but the, maybe was, let's follow through with that because so you joined the Marine Corps. Yeah. Right? So that you feel like they, they gave you the baseline to where you're at now. Okay. So, man, I, I've had a lot of time to think about this. I'm 43 years old. Um, Damn. I take my, no, I, I, I feel it. And I, I know. <laughs> and check it out. And, and just to make me feel even better, like tomorrow's the day we start a new series on our YouTube channel. It's, is um, I can't remember what I'm naming. I have it all down on a storyboard, but it's um, uh, pursuing my black belt. And I'm going back to get my black belt. Oh, that's right. Jiu -jitsu. That's awesome. Man. And so that's just, when you say that, I'm like, oh, 43, yes, should I be doing this? He's making yeah. old jokes. You know what I mean? We can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but so, it did help me. I didn't have a dad growing up. Okay, my who I thought was my dad till I th I can't still can't remember the the days exactly. But I was 10 or 11, 12 years old, somewhere around there. If it's, you're gonna say what you're about to say, yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Is it? So I yeah. thought I thought my stepdad was my biological father for mm. a long time, and I thought my real dad was my uncle. Wow. And I didn't find that out until they took us out of my granny's backyard. My grand, my sister came running in and they went out there and they're like, Hey, who is this guy to you? And I was like, my uncle. And they're like, no, it's your dad. And then I ran in crying. Is that scrubbing. when Jerry Springer jumped out the bushes? Bro, he should have. <laughs> Yo, they might've invented Jerry Springer on my, Jerry Springer missed out on inviting my family. On, I'll tell you that. Hey, cool story though. When I was dodging the cops in high school at Lakeview Centennial in Garland, Texas, uh, office, Garland, Officer Texas. Lowen, Officer Lowen uh, was the cop there, and he was so nice to me. And he knew he knew my past. He knew how to history. I was jumping from family to family. In high school. Sure. And uh, he used to let me skip last period. And I remember it was like one thirty or it was one or two or something because Jerry Springer came on, and I used to always watch Jerry Springer with the cop in there. He said because he <laughs> he said I know you're going to leave the building, and I know mm -hmm. I'm not going to get you. And he goes if you're in here, you're safe. <clears throat> And so he always let me stand there and watch Jerry Springer, uh, which is a, probably an episode right there. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, uh, so, okay, so with, we do what? R.I.P. to Jerry. Jerry. Who? Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Away. He did pass away. Yeah. yeah. Was he loss. Illuminati or what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we, don't, we, don't we, steal shot that. Okay. That's a thumbnail hey. right there. It is. <laughs> that's a thumbnail. Throw yeah, it use it. Diamond. Use that's it. it right there. You need to throw the rock back up. Come Did on. he sign to Jay-Z or is he Illuminati? <laughs> so, uh, man, I just got into all that. Don't get me started on that, okay? We got to talk about this stuff first, okay? Jesus and reselling right now. Absolutely. Then we'll talk about Satan and the Illuminati. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so I thought he was, you know, my stepdad, but here's the thing. So I grew up in this family thinking that they were, I'm going to get back to the Marine Corps and why, why I think it made a change. And it's because... So this, this family, this church, Gospel Lighthouse, uh, it's either on the border. I think it's Oak Cliff or it's on the border of Dallas, whatever. I went there, like, for kindergarten. We went there to the private school because they were very prominent. You know, there's, they had the Gospel Quartet, and there's this huge church. And, you know, it's a big, big place for especially back then. And so, you, you know, and when you're a little kid and everybody, you know, in churches, people get weird and they start acting like people are rock stars and stuff. And then they want to shake the pastor's hand and stuff. And that's all right. Maybe you want to meet the dude, but it's got out of hand now. You know what I mean? It's like it's more people are worshiping pastors and leaders instead of worshiping God. And so it almost reminds me of the Catholic Church. I'm not trying to knock you if you're Catholic, but 
the thing with the cat the capitalism is that praise the pope they put well they put they, they listen i don't need an intermediator between me and jesus christ Facts. the only thing it says the only thing that saves me is the name of christ and my faith in him yeah i don't need a pastor or a priest to stand in between me and filter out my prayers. That's not biblical. There's nothing in the Bible of that. In fact, I could point you to plenty of things where that's not biblical. Facts. I don't. And then and when you think about it with worship leaders, mm-hmm. listen, I know a lot of big worship leaders and they're some of the most horrible. And when I say horrible people, I use this loosely because we're all, when we compare to Holy God, we're all horrible. And I have my days. But I'm not out purposely cheating on my wife and then getting up on stage and telling people, hey, worship God and do all these things. And, you know, it's, right. it's when and I'm, not, I'm saying these are big names and stuff and this is stuff's happening. And so I don't even remember how I got off on that. I mean, the Marines and how it uh, I mean, I, how it I, changed. I, I kind of like how we're going <laughs> to the righteous gemstones right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say, it, but it's full righteous gemstones. Uh, so, gem. But if you look at it, who killed Jesus? When we killed Jesus, the, I mean, everybody, I mean, you want to talk about the physical? I mean, technically it was Catholic, Roman, well, Roman Catholics. Well, Pontius Pilate put it, yeah. he did, but he didn't want to, yeah. right? Pontius didn't want to. His wife even sent him a note and said, have nothing to do with this. That's how bad that they didn't want, that Pontius didn't want to kill. No, the Jews killed Jesus. The Jews sent Jesus to the cross because the no. Jews had a choice to take Barabbas or to take Jesus, and they chose Jesus. Yeah. yeah so the Jews sent him to the cross. And so unbelief sent him to the cross. And so, but I'll tell you right, I'm telling you right now, and you can think I'm weird and never talk to me, and Jesus is near. The birth of Israel in 1948, he said that the generation that witnessed that, would, that all things would come into completion. And, and, and I was standing here and proclaiming now and being nutball, but I believe that the kingdom of God is at hand. It is. Yeah. It doesn't make you a nutball. I mean, there's... Well, uh, no, it does. And even with my family. It does. Okay. There's a... Uh, I mean, there, there's. it's fact that they, uh, they, they've they got the, the perfect red cows now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, by, by facts and just logic, yes, it's true. But I, what I'm saying is it's easy to say it out loud, but it's even believers... Believers, I'm going to use quotation, right? I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm religious, not here. religious people. I'm not. I'm not, not here. Not to be confused with believers. Listen, yeah. we're we're all in a journey, right? We're all in a different level of struggle and stuff. Sure. Who am I? I remember how deep that hole was on Hampton Road, pissed drunk with a bottle of whiskey between my legs. Is how I gave my life to Jesus. And actually, tomorrow when we go back out to Oak Cliff and I'm going back to training to get my black belt. Uh, me and my wife are going to go drive down that road. And we're going to visit some places because I remember the exact spot that I gave my life to Christ. Sure. And so, but what's neat is it, okay, so I'll tell you this is, is why I'm so passionate about it is because ever since my whole journey, I never went out to be an end time prophecy guy. I never saw some guy on TV and thought he was neat. In fact, here's what led me to, to, to believe this. Okay. Um, many years of studying and being obedient to Jesus and a lot of failure along the way. Uh, but when I gave my life to Christ, this is a little boy coming from Christian people who are very prominent in church, church on twice at least on Sunday, maybe three times Wednesday, all right? But then you're coming home and you're molesting us. Right. And then you want to go back. I never got the full molestation that I remember, but my stepdad used to always try to get me to touch him the one specific time is if we wanted to go swimming it was a specific thing is if we want to go swimming he'd always say hey, you got to touch it you know and then he'd go after my my half brothers and sister wow 
And so as a little boy, what this does to you is you got these people singing. They're up on the stages. They're the prominent people. They're not the pastors, but they're very prominent. They're elders. But they're taking advantage. In between services. Yeah. Mm. And so I gave my life to Christ. And in that moment, here's what I heard God. Here's, here's what I heard. Man, I'm getting chills. And I was on the side of the road. And my ex-wife, we weren't doing well. Um, she was pregnant with my second oldest daughter. And I pulled over on the side of the road. And, man, I was just a mess. And I heard God tell me, he said, you've been defining me based off the sins of men. And I had been looking at all the actions of these people, and I defined God based off their actions and not who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that just blew my mind. And I said, well, if that's the truth, I can't trust anything they've said about the Scripture. I, went, I started in Genesis 1, and I didn't get to Genesis 6 before I realized that it was that that they were not being truthful. They were trying to hide, hide stuff. And, they, they, and when, when you, here's what you do. When you take all of the biblical prophecy out of the church, and by statistics, churches do not talk about this stuff. And I'm telling you right now, I've been a minister. I've been in some of the biggest churches in this area. The, or the Village Church. Do you all know who that is? Matt Chandler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me and my wife met at that church. That church made me, we left because of them. If you look at all of their, their stuff, you know, the guy who tried, the pastors who tried to stop our wedding because it didn't fit in their six month plan, because me and my wife met, we, the, uh, we went on a date the next day. We, this is the first time we met. We met on the internet. Okay. I'll tell you that story real quick to yeah. keep us a on A Tinder track. hookup? No, no, no. Check this out. So <laughs> I, I had never, no, no, no. Angle. No. So I met her. She went to church and I seen her. I worked at the booth upstairs, and I always saw her. She, she would do the backup worship singing sometimes. She's oh, just okay. beautiful. And so I looked I looked some friends up on that went to church on Facebook, and mm-hmm. I went through a lot of people straight up. This is really creeper. If we hadn't been married over a decade, this would be wild. But she did equally creepy things back, <laughs> and so it kind of cancels out. You know sure. what I mean? Straight yeah. up. That's the, that's the, creep, so, the creep Yeah, but then you're like, yeah, you did that. And she's like, yeah, true. And then you're like, all right, we're both creeps, and it's been long enough that it's kind of like yeah. a, the uh, what is the statute of limitations. Sure. On? It's over. <laughs> and so we... Man, I, I mean, I love this woman. And so I finally found a picture of her, and I finally went, okay, who this is? Okay, I found her. And you could tell. there was, there was I was like, is this woman real? It's almost like a Brady Bunch. Mm. And so, okay, so check this out. I friended her. She friended me back. Nothing happened like a month. Well, you know, back then on Facebook, it said so-and-so likes this page, or you should like it too. Right. Well, it was a homeless ministry. Well, I've been in homeless ministry is, is, is one of my biggest passions. I've... I've been an advocate on the streets of Dallas for a long time. Been down there. We used to go down all the time, just naturally taking out food, just, you know, just kind of ministering to people. And, and that's just a huge passion of mine because I came from nothing and it just breaks my heart to look at those people out on the yes, streets. And so my wife, uh, so I liked it. But I remember when I liked it, I said, I hope that she sees that it likes it because sometimes it tells you. Yeah. And so I'm at, I'm at Motel 6 corporate office, and I'm down in the cafeteria, and I'm, get, I'm going through the line, and, and I get a message. This is like two months later after doing all this jazz. And it says Gina Smith at that time. It says so-and-so, hey, because I said, it said, oh, she said, hey, I saw you like so-and-so ministry. Mm-hmm. So do I. We're going next week or so 
Uh, oh, no, 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 that wasn't it yet. So we just started talking. I don't remember. Well, I ended up, I, I, I was very clear with her. I said, I think you're beautiful. I hear that you love Jesus, and I would like to pursue you for marriage. You said that. 100%. It's that's, in my text message. That's the first, wow. bar, that's the first bar you dropped right there? I'm, I want to marry you? And straight, straight up. No, and I told her, because that's all we need to know. Love is a choice. Love is not a feeling. People are sure. very confused on what love is. Love is a choice. Love is Christ on the cross. It was a choice. There's nothing feelings that makes you want to go. If, if, if Christ is love, and that's the ultimate sign of love you can do, there ain't no feeling that makes you want to go do that stuff for someone. You know what I mean? And so right. life, love is a choice. And when I knew she loved Jesus, I, was just, I had gone through a divorce. And one of the things my ex-wife used to tell me, she goes, why do you got to bring Jesus up and everything? She said, there's no gray area with you. It's black or white. And I said, well, the Bible's black and white. And she ended up, I just, the details aren't important. Um, she ended up leaving the marriage. I came home. You know, she locked the doors. It was horrible. I, I tried to avoid the, the divorce. Um, and well, I, there was, I found some emails, and I kind of figured out that I wasn't going to get her back. And um, so... The thing I told myself is I never want to feel that pain again because I almost wanted to drive my truck off the bridge sure. to save. There, I didn't want. There's no greater heartbreak. Well, I want my kids to know Jesus. There's no scarier thing than for a father for me is to say that my that we are to lead our children in the ways of the Lord, and right. if we're influential. God hates divorce in Malachi four because it ruins future generations. It ruins the children. And at one point, I was in Rockland, I was driving across the bridge, and I said, I'm just going to drive off the bridge because I'd rather my kids not see their mom do this, and I'd rather them not know divorce. And I'd rather me be gone and them know that I, that I have a legacy of loving the Lord and trying to be obedient, and that that's better off that they would do that. But I was like, no, because then I can't lead them in the ways of the Lord. Sure. You know? And so I didn't want to go through that again. So the first thing is it. I went back to the scripture. And I looked at everything on how do you pursue a woman. Well, one, you need to be very clear on what you're doing. And when I knew, I talked to people that knew her. A guy mm -hmm. in my home group had dated her. And I went up to him. I said, look, homie, I said, I'm not, I'm not asking for permission, but I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm asking Gina on a date. And I know y'all kind of had a thing. I just didn't want it to be awkward. Sure. And uh, Very cordial of you. Very and uh, and so I wanted to uh, listen. Everything we can do everything in a respectful manner. Thanks. We, you know, I truly care about your feelings, and I care about your feelings and your feelings. I truly do before my own. Appreciate that. Because that's what God expects of us. And and I'm telling you, it all comes. My hole was so deep that Jesus pulled me out of, and I will always, forever, be grateful for that. And I, how dare I look at anyone else with the shit I've done? I'm a part. Uh, but with the stuff that I've done, like, how dare I look at anyone else like that? Right. And so, but anyway, I knew that if Gene, I said, if, if I need to find a woman that loves Jesus, because if I find a woman that no matter how, what it does, that she'll go to Jesus, I'll go to Jesus, and he's always going to point us back together. Let no man asunder what God brought together. God does not like divorce. He doesn't want it separated. And people are lazy these days. Okay. Even when it comes to their marriages. Um, but I told Gina, I said, I know you love the Lord. You're obviously beautiful. If you wouldn't mind, I would like to pursue you. And I told her, I said, the second that I can't see making you my wife, I'm going to be honest about that, and I'm going to let you know that. And I said, I expect you to do the same for me, too. And what was her response to that? Aligned. Really? Peace. 
And so I said, I'd like you to take you out to dinner. And the first, the first time we ever met was I was coming into church and um, she was a door greeter at the Village Church in Dallas. And, um, oh, that's why we're getting to this. I'm going to get amped up and I don't want to tell that story. Oh, I can't wait. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, so just saw her and shook her hand. I, I kind of just acted like a fool. I mean, I went in the, the stall and I, I was still training then. I still hadn't taken my last fight by then. I was in way better shape. And I went in there, kicked the door or something. I was like, you idiot. And then I went down to the front and all my friends at church were like, what's going on? I was like, you know, that girl. And uh, this, it was, uh, Sabanda was a lady that, she had kidney failure and she ended up passing away, but she, she, she knew how much I wanted to be married. And she's like, go up there, go up there, go talk to her. And so make your move. And so I texted Save her bank. <laughs> And so I gave her, uh, uh, I, all this time we had been texting about two weeks go by and I asked her on a day, but I had been keeping a spreadsheet cause that's all I did for motel six. I did all their operations analysis and stuff for the pricing and things for directly for the CEO. And so that's all I did was like spreadsheet. So I started putting her, Favorite flowers, movies. You stuff. had a relationship <laughs> spreadsheet, straight up. Wow, well, that's, commi- the, that's commitment. That's commitment. That's like Walter's was, uh, was it in playlist. The, was it in the red or the black? I mean, no. But check this out. Even when you pursue a woman, you get out of what you put into it. Absolutely. Facts. Even with the relationship. Yeah. Sure. Facts. And listen, I, I had learned a lot from going through that. And, and I went through the street. I knew what I wanted. And I knew what kind of woman I wanted. And I want a woman again to love Jesus more than she was going to love me. So anyway, I asked her out, went out on a date. So check this out. I go out to Walmart and her favorite flower is this orchid. It's weird. She hadn't liked that flower since then. But at that point, she liked that flower. Well, it was out of season and they didn't sell. I called every florist. Every, they're like, it's out of season. They're like, you can get a tree at Walmart. So I go to Walmart and it's in this black bucket. It's ugly. And I get so I, then I go buy a pot that I got to paint now and I painted a cross on it and all kinds of stuff. I planted the dang, it's a tree of the flowers she likes. Right. So I go out to her apartment to pick her up and I, I show up to her door with this tree. tree. A, a huge pot. <laughs> no, literally, it was huge. With a big huge. old willow tree. That's awesome. Yeah, some kind of orchid flowers. Yeah. And, um, and so I show up with that, and we go to dinner. Um, Red Lobster. Sushi restaurant, oh, Blue okay. Goose. We went to Blue Goose down off Greenville Avenue. Nice. She's more of a hoity-toity kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she, she's from Plainview, Texas, small town. Her, I call her family the Brady Bunch. They're wonderful people, but it's, it's almost like it's so perfect sometimes you by, wonder by the book family somebody's secretly killing people <laughs> right you know what i mean because that's it's how too, the tv it's shows too go. nice it's too nice pleasantville it took me about 10 years <laughs> and we've been married 10 years to figure out that they know it's true that's who they are and so my wife um so we go out to dinner we have just a wonderful conversation we go to this wine bar we had a glass of wine um and i took her to her door and no way was I going to ruin it by doing physical stuff sure. with her. I really, I wanted, listen, I wanted to see what I would get out of this if I did it exactly to the T the way that God said to do it. Right. And so many times we think, oh, well, that's not that important. And we take this screw out and then you take that screw sure. out and then the crap falls and together. And then you ruin the whole fucking thing. Bro. And so, yep. so, so, so I get in the car. I drop her off at the door. Didn't kiss her nothing i go out to the car and i sit there and i had wrote a card a card i said and something in the matter i said if i'm giving you this card if you're reading this card 
then I've made the choice that I want to pursue you for marriage. And something, something, this is how you let me know. And she let me know. And that was the first date that night. The very next morning, uh, we didn't do anything. I think I gave, I gave her a kiss on her cheek. And I didn't go inside. I just dropped her off. Oh, and I had a bat, like Michael Keaton Batman action figure toy because that was the spreadsheet. <laughs> that was her favorite movie. It was the Keaton Batman. And so I, I, it was her birthday. Yeah. It was her birthday. Her birthday had just passed by two days, so I got her birthday present. It was a Batman action figure. And so I, took, I, I side note, I watched in your video, Michael Keaton's your favorite Batman. Straight up, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm he's born in 1980. Okay. So he's, he's in the new Flash, right? Yeah. Him, right? yeah, dude. The, who's yours? Michael Bale or whatever his name? Christian, Christian Bale? Bale? Is it really? I, no, I don't think. so. I walked out the theater, bro. I love Ben Affleck, bro. The yeah, Ben what? Affleck straight up. He's, he's good. Fine, yeah, bro. I haven't yeah, seen it, so yeah, I, can't, fine, I can't criticize. Bro. Check it out. But yeah, when my, when Christian Bale's like, I'm Batman, it was like, oh my god, <laughs> the voice was so horrible. I told myself, whoever I was there, with, I said, I can't do this for ten years, and I walked out. <laughs> yeah. I swear to the Lord above, I said, I can't okay. do this. For 10 my years. bad for sidetracking. Okay, yeah, go back. okay, go back. Okay, back to this stuff. I gotta okay. know, did you give her the tree? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I gave her she the got the tree. I had to give her the tree an, first an because it was tree. it was yeah. seatbelt in my truck, so I had to give okay. her the, the <laughs> so tree. She got the tree, but she didn't get the card. Well, I gave that to her after, okay, because I was going to give her the card, and I had two cards: <laughs> the regular birthday yeah. card and one "Hey, I'm coming after your heart" card. Okay. And I gave her there. I'm coming. Depending after. on how it went, one yes. was like, okay. "Hey, if you got this card, we kissed, and it's over." Bro, how did you know? Which I wouldn't. Was which? I, huh? Were they in an envelope? Like, did you have to mark it secretly? Oh yeah, no, I had, no, I had, no, I had, I had them open. Okay. I still had them open because I did have that fear. No, straight up, that's a legit <laughs> that's one. Yeah, like, oh, shit. yeah, I'm, I'm riding home. I'm like, yeah, baby, she's gonna stay. Yes, and I look over and it's the wrong card. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah. suck. She she took the red, not the blue. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So check this out. So where are we? Okay. So. So the next morning, we made plans. She was going to that ministry to do the homeless thing. They had an event downtown. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I picked her back up at 5.30 a.m., and we went to Starbucks. We grabbed some coffee, and we went and fed the homeless. Uh, then we got to a booth about 11.30. It was a little sports bar downtown. We went and had a beer. We were just And we sat in that booth till about 8.40. It was over eight hours. Wow. No joke. All we talked about in the booth was I asked her, what does marriage look like to you? Your, what's your responsibility in marriage? What does that look like to you? What does your role look like? What does my role look like? What do you think God expects out of you? What do you think he expects out of me? And she was so happy to have that conversation. That's a lot to lay out when, when you're just pursuing someone. That's I, I'm day two. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, that's, that's, yeah, not but, even 24 hours yeah. of, of... But y'all really, are like both two marriages in? I mean, no, what, no, no, no. Listen, that's another thing. And, and I've never shared this and she wouldn't be... I, I just told my wife because she was telling me a story in college about people making fun of her because she was a virgin. So you you were just previous... I, I just was. My oh, my, no, my wife was 28, I think, when we got married. She had never been with anyone before. She was actually leaving to go to Africa to be a minister. And she this is a cool thing. She had just prayed and said, Lord, if mar marriage is what I want, but if marriage isn't what you have for me, right. then I, she was going to just be celibate and go be a, um, a, a missionary. What was your, how long was your first marriage? Um, eight years. I'm going to say eight years. So you, so you knew by then, like, hey, I know what I want. Oh, I know. I, no, I knew I wanted to yeah. be married since I was a little boy. Little boy, I used to, I, I used to always, every girlfriend I had when I was like in fifth grade, or I thought I was going to get married. And I think it's because I didn't have that, right. that, that I so desperately wanted that. 
Yeah, you're like us. We're certified lover boys. We're soft. Straight up, man. Is. And, and you know, another yeah. thing I learned though is like I've never spanked my kids. And yeah. I was phys- like, when I, we can get in that later, but the physical abuse is not. I'm not some kid here that got spanked and he's upset about it. You know, sure. like when I tell people like my mom's favorite thing to do, and I, and if she's listening to this, I apologize. You know, but she hasn't repented, so it's 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 kind of a hard situation. But right. you know, like she used to shove her fingers in my mouth and pull my mouth open. She'd spit down my throat to humiliate. Oh my God, me. yeah. And the, no, but the, well, those I'd rather are, chew on soap, bro. Well, we did that, but she 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 was out to, to humiliate. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're and to so, that, well, I made that choice, like I made about marriage. And the only reason I bring that up is because I told my I told myself I'll never hit my kids. Yeah. I will find a way. And listen, I have the most wonderful children. I, my my son's budget for his Mustang was ten grand, and I went thirty four grand on it <laughs> because I can relate. <laughs> Sure. You know, I know I've seen your son's car out there too. He's 15 too, you know, but listen, he's such a good boy. He's got such a good heart. I've never had to worry about him. I've never had to spank him. Sure. Yeah. I've just loved him and I've been there for him consistently and they know not to mess with me. Right. But, you know, doing cage fighting when they're kind of growing up as just yeah. a hobby. I'm not some big UFC star or something. I just dabbled in it. But it was enough to let my kids know, like, yo, sure. dad will straight up put the They, they the don't want to be put in a choke. No, they don't. <laughs> and so, but anyway, so I wanted that. So we talked in that booth for eight hours. And at the end of that, we knew it. And she said the same thing. From that point on, yep. you guys knew that you were destined. Oh, three and a half weeks later, I asked her to marry me. Think about how wow. perfect that is, though. I mean, you have to be the right person to receive the way you Absolutely. Even approach that. That's what I'm saying. It was the so, first, po- the perfect positive and negative coming together right. to create something Cause, beautiful. Because some other woman could have been like, "Oh, no way!" Oh this no, her crap. friends. Like, listen, her friends and family. Perfect. No, her family was wonderful. Her mom and dad met me. So check this out. So let me finish the story. Three and a half weeks go by. We're sitting in my apartment. I'm in some ghetto apartment. There's holes under the carpet. They won't even patch the concrete because I'm getting my check raped. For, sorry, Lord, that was probably not the best wife's <laughs> word to use. But I'm not getting a lot of my paycheck because now I'm, you know, paying child support to some lady. She took my. It was just a whole bad situation. Sure. And so, you know, so but Gina was just man. I I and one of the things I told her, I said, uh, my kids are very important. But she had her friends telling her, oh, he's got kids, he's a fighter, he's got right. tattoos. You're getting into a he mess. He smoked crack before I did, two weeks. And <laughs> when I was like 22, I swear to the Lord. But he didn't Never hell. done it again. <laughs> but did, you know. He said he did in hell. He did in hell, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I, whoa. It's the fastest two weeks of my life, guys. It's horrible. Don't do drugs, kids. I'm serious. Um, I'm actually, um, I'm only 18. <laughs> this is, uh, this is what drugs do to you. But so my wife was like, he loses, he loses money on auctions. He doesn't straight work. up. I don't, I smoke it all away, kids. No, I'm joking. Don't do crack. Yeah. I want to get on here and show you how bad it is. So you won't do it. So, so, but listen, so my wife, I asked her, she's over at my apartment. This was weird. I asked her, to, I, oh, sorry, this is so awesome. Oh no, I, that's not how I, I didn't ask her to marry me there. I remember why I thought that she told me she had never been with anyone. And that ever freaked me out. Ever. No, I know that's weird, but listen, if that's it's not weird. It's just it's no, it's not not, it's, not weird. It's no. not common. I had to pull my wife. No, I was in tears. The that's other the way morning. it should be. I actually. called my wife into the office the other morning because she told me this story about college. And my wife is the sweetest soul, man, the sweetest soul. And she was talking to me, and she's like, "Yeah, that you know." She goes, "It really hurt my my feelings." You know, we we're talking about family and we weren't talking about that specifically but she goes yeah i remember when we were there they were all making fun of me because they were going out and doing these things and sure and i wasn't and 
And I just, I, I was crying. I, went, I was listening to this song, uh, my song right now. I don't like worship leaders, but I like songs in, well, what is it? Uh, it's that Brandon Lake one. I got to see what it is real quick, man. It's not Craig Franklin? No. <laughs> I went to his concert, to the, the other one. That was the most spiritually dead place I've ever felt. Wow. It was, it was all about Kurt Franklin and their yep. dancing and their performing. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Where's the worship? Like, I'm okay with worship leaders, okay? But, like, when you get up there and it's all about dancing and you're getting around and you're dancing around, that's right. not about Jesus anymore. Make sure you buy my merch. So, no, straight up. Yeah. It's, oh, gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Let me leave in my, my Bro, limbo real quick. Yeah, in gratitude, because his the thing he says in there is the only thing he has worthy to offer is, is a hallelujah to God. And that's what, man, I've just been hitting that hard lately. I was crying. And I was in there listening to that song, and I started thinking about my wife. And I started crying, and I, I called her into my office. I said, babe, I, just, I, said, I want you to know. I said, I'm sorry that they made you feel that way, that they made you, you know. Feel lesser. Yeah. And I yeah. said, because you know what? In God's eyes, that's so honorable. And I yeah. know there's not a lot of people in the world that would, would hold you up and that you did something good. I said, but that's honorable in God's sight. Right. And I said, I think that that's just the most amazing thing, that you, that, 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 that you did that. And so anyway, we had a conversation. Me and my wife have deep conversations all day. And... Uh, but so three and a half weeks, so she told me that on the couch and, and she goes, I need you to know something. And I was getting ready to be like, well, you got secret kid, you're a serial <laughs> yeah. killer. This was, right. I knew this was too good. <laughs> and then I'm waiting for some bad news. And she's like, I've never been with anyone. And then she used the V word. And then I was like, okay. Weirdo. Weirdos. And so, um, <laughs> but so anyway, so that was at the, about the three and a half week. We had our first date. I think it was September 9th. September 9th. We got married um, that December 22nd. Okay, so... That's quick. Three and a half months. Met, met at the church. Yeah. We're married. And so I, I get... I, look, I, I, I did not... I did not... I told to get extended custody of my kids, split custody of my kids. I didn't take any money. I said, I'll take the TV in my bag. And I said, but this is what it was. So I literally walked away with nothing. I've had to rebuild my life. Literally with nothing. Yeah. And that's very hard to do when your mom, you know, their mom, you know, their dad was very wealthy. And so they, she doesn't, you know, she's very well taken care of. And I think that's wonderful. But it's very hard when they have all that money and then they're watching dad struggle and dad can't take sure. them out to do all these things. You feel like a piece of crap. You do. And so I worked hard, but I hustled. You know, I was working my corporate job. I was literally carrying antique furniture up a two-story thing, repainting it, taking it down so I could take them to the dollar store to get them tickets or uh Toys and stuff. And so, anyway, so we decided, so I went to Craigslist. I said, I need to talk to your dad. I got to talk to your dad. You know, and all her friends are saying, oh, no, this guy's a fighter. He's all this. He's been divorced. He's got kids. Dude, wait till I get to what the church did. And they were the worst. And so I get on Craigslist. I saved, I went and flipped some furniture. I got 1500 bucks. Bought her, uh, we're driving to her parents in Plainview. And I said, I got to pull over to Starbucks. Well, I had met the guy on Craigslist along the way. And it was like up in Denton. And so I ran in there and I bought, I said, sit down on the couch and just act like you're drinking your coffee because she was watching through the window. And I bought a, I bought her ring off Craigslist. She's still mm -hmm. wearing it right now. And we, listen, we've made a lot of money. That woman's still wearing that ring. And uh, so we get in the car, we drive up to Plainview and, and we're at dinner. It's the first time I met her parents. And I, I told her dad and her mom, and I said, you know, I've been divorced. Here's my situation. This is my past. Um, I've, I've learned to, 
I, I want to love your your daughter. I want to honor. Sure. Her. I want to protect her. I, I this, this is. I want to do right by her. Yeah, and I and and so, and I said, and I asked, I said, would you, would you? I said, I'm not asking for permission because I'm not that kind of guy. I said, but it would be nice to have your blessing. And and they started crying and they said, we've been praying for a guy just like you for our daughter. And that blew my mind right there because that's a large statement. One, Absolutely. they don't know me that well, but just the way that I look that I might have got prison tattoos or smoked crack before something. They know something's yeah. going on there, but they're saying this is the guy. But 10 years later, I see why that, 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 that I was and she was for me. Because I also told my wife, I told her, this, this is one of the things we talked about in the booth. I said, look, I've been betrayed to a marriage that I was trying to honor in a God way, in, a, in an honoring way. I pursued it every day. Even when it didn't pursue me, I pursued it. I said, I might have trust issues. I've never been that kind of guy, but I don't know what that's going to do to me. You might do things that she did similar. Sure. And, and I need you to know now that just be looking for that because I'm going to be looking for it. But I need you to know, here's probably the baggage I'm going to have right. from this. You got to work through it. And I was even up front. The, these are the, the things to look out for. Well, yeah. And, there's going to be aware, tribulations. Right. Awareness is the biggest thing. Yeah. And so anyway, we talked through that, dude. And so we, okay, we'll end the story. That's communication, which is key. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And we're, we're hitting this right off the bat, bro. Like it's just this woman and, she, and the way she looks at my kids and it's just, so anyway, I'll get to that. So, uh, we're sleeping in separate bedrooms out at her parents' house and stuff. They got a big, her dad's very successful, um, uh, has accounting business and stuff where he sold it now. But anyway, so we're sitting out there. And so I, I sneak up at like four o'clock in the morning. I drive to Walmart. I buy this roll up burlap thing from the, uh, uh, from the fabric department. Did you double check to see if they had another uh, tree? Who? <laughs> another tulip tree? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're good. I already passed that. Yo, check that. I'm telling you. I, I, listen, I put every everything in. Listen, it paid off. Yeah. It paid off. Yeah. Uh, it's a Walmart. So I went to Walmart. I get this burlap thing, stencils, and some Sharpie pencils. Well, I go in there, and I, and I, I got to go back to my Facebook. But so I go... Um, by the stencils, I put this this uh, scripture on there, and it says, "In a stencil, will you marry me?" I roll it up, I put uh, twine around it, and then uh, I dirty it up in the dirt. And stuff. there you go, give it a, a patina look. We did like it. Just it, so it's, yeah, my dear wife, this is how I found out how clueless she was too. And so we go to Caprock Canyons because her parents love to to hike. So we're way out in the 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 desert and stuff, and I have pictures of it. And so I keep we're tr we're going through this creek thing, and I keep throwing it. When she's looking this way, you know, like I throw, it in front I, yeah, of her, I throw it so around her. It. So we, and then we keep walking over it. She doesn't see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and her parents are seeing it. And so I finally I throw it in this hole and I walk her up on this this ridge, and I threw it in this hole. It's obvious. I took her by the hand and I'm like, I walk her right over the hole. She misses what is, it. Again. What is that, babe? Bro, listen. I had no idea. My wife was. This is how she looks for keys in a room. She won't move. I don't see him. <laughs> no, she won't move. So she wasn't finding that dang thing is what yeah. I'm talking about, blending in with the rocks. And so I even walked over. So I said, oh, what's that? And she starts looking at it. And she's like, do you think that fell out of a plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved her even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was okay. my type of girl. Yeah, I was like, all right. So, so oh, God, I want to see if I can find You're going to have to go deep for that one. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So, so yeah, well, okay, there it is. All right. Um, so, yeah, so, so, um, 
I'll, I'll scroll and see if I can find this. But so she, um, what is that? Oh, you know Ernest P. Worrell. Yep. I mm-hmm. sit here and look at that. Oh, you do. So when I find neck braces, I put them on because you know, you know, you know, what I'm talking about the oh, guy yeah. when he does the lady yeah. thing. Yeah, right. I've, I've seen all eight Ernest for at least four hundred times. We watched like, Ernest goes to camp last dang. night. Like, yes, yeah, I'm a weirdo around my house. It's it's yeah. it's pretty wild around. Bro, my kids house. nowadays would not know no. who that is. All right, Jim Verney. Man. So yeah, he did. He died too. Yeah. yeah. And so um so anyway. So, so she finally finds it. What did she find? Oh yeah, she finds it. Yeah. She, she's sitting there. I've got pictures of her parents are over She grimes finds it. Yeah, she yeah, she did. She she Smith found it at that time. So she unwraps it and so I'm standing behind her. Oh, I'm standing behind her with the ring. And she unravels it and she she opens it and she's like, Will you marry me? And she's just like, this is weird. And she looks over at her dad, and he's holding the camera up. Uh-huh. And then I'm down on my knee behind her. And then you see her face. It's all, it's all on film. It's pretty cool. And That's so, amazing. And so it's, it's she's like, back. Dad, did you find that camera on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> and so she said yes, and we were married a few months later. And then here's where I'm going to go into is, is why the, the church. But uh, So we went to the church, the Village, Village Church, and we went to uh, – they have this whole thing. It's a counseling thing. They want you to do six months pre-marriage you get or something. Listen, it's all man-made. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay it out straight right now. Facts. Here's drop the, them facts. Bro. He, oh, I'm about to. Here's the jobs of a pastor. A pastor's job. Here's a box, right? And inside the box is what God says is true, right? The way that we do life. And if we step outside of that box, that's the things that where He says no. Sure. We're outside. A pastor's job is is when we get outside of the box is to love. There's just there's there's rules for it. One, go to another, go to them, you know, and then you can do church discipline. There's a lot of things to do, but that's only if you're outside of the box. They are not allowed to dictate the details of your life. If you are walking in here and you want to get married in three months, and they say six months, no, that is a man-made unbiblical thing. Right. Okay. You're lacking that God might brought us together. There's so much wrong with what your lack of faith in this whole thing is. And so, well, their thing was six months. So I knew that I wanted to do premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, hey, let's catch, which she did too. Like, listen, if there's something we ain't caught, let's catch it now. Sure. And so I went over, one, I was friends with the pastors, uh, one of the pastors, because I was up in front of the church. This is how I met them. I was just up there, man, I was crying. This old couple came up to me, they introduced me to the drummer, a guy named Nate. We became friends later. Um, and so... Nate, you know, came and I met him. So I started hanging out with these guys and stuff. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. I started thinking about something. Oh, so the church thing. So he's really, he lives next door to one of the head pastors. Okay. This guy who's no longer a pastor now, he's actually, I think, split town. Okay. So they live next door to each other. Okay. So I'm going over to Nate's. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to run over and ask Hunter. We had already planned it. I said, if he wants to do our premarital counseling, because I know they wanted to do it. We kind of wanted to do it. We thought it was wise. And so we get over there. And so, and so we sit back in the, the, we set up chairs like in his backyard, which was kind of weird. And he was way younger than me. And so he's like, oh, tell me why you want to get married and all this stuff, which I thought was weird too. And I mean, maybe he's trying to get to know me and stuff like that. But um, so then, so at the end of it, I tell him and I tell him all the great things I just told y'all about how we met and all this stuff. And, and how we sat in that booth, and all we talked about is, is, is are we going to honor God with this marriage? Sure. Because we knew if, if she picks Jesus and I pick Jesus, it doesn't matter what happens. He's pushing us back together. If we truly desire to live for God individually, it's a, it's a cakewalk together. Okay? And so 
she's uh, so so I go over there and he's like, well, so at the end of it, he goes, well, I'm speaking on behalf of the the elders and the pastors of the village church, and we're telling you, we're not saying red light, we're saying yellow light, and y'all need to put the wedding off, put the brakes on it. And I said, and this is what I said to him, I said, is there a sin issue that we need to discuss? He said, no, there's no sin issue that we're aware. I said, because we're not sleeping together. We're not, you know, doing anything. I don't have any, there's, I said, is there a sin issue we need to address? He said, no, no sin issue. Just we think that you should wait. And I said, okay. I said, well, hey, I appreciate that. And I told him, I said, your job. And I gave him the whole boxing. I said, your box. I said, so you're saying I'm in the box? He said, yeah, you are in the box. I said, well, then you don't get to dictate the details outside of the box. Absolutely. Or inside the box. You don't get to do that. That's not your job as a pastor. Your, bo- your job is to gently first get me into the box if I'm out. But you're saying I'm in the box, so you, you, you're out. And he sent me scripture later because I told him, no, we're getting married, and we hope that y'all will come beside us and do this. And he sent me scripture, and he's like, you're supposed to submit to the authority of the church and I said, bro, I said, you, I said, that works. I know at the Village Church, because Matt Chandler has kind of a celebrity-type status. Mm-hmm. And y'all know what happened with him recently with the whole text message thing? No. I, I can assume. Okay. I want to know details. Well, well you, you're not going to know it because they didn't release anything. Gotcha. They took it. They, they disciplined him for something he said he did not wrong. Behind Why do you discipline doors. somebody for something that wasn't wrong unless you're just covering your butt in case the truth comes out? Sure. But I know enough. I've said, I used to sit next to that man in the green room, okay? So I, I, know, I don't know him personally, but I know enough, and I know a lot of his pastors personally and the things they were doing. Check this out. This is going to get weird, okay? All right, Justin. We've been, we've been talking a lot about it, but family and kind of your, your journey before your whole storage uh, a portion of your life. So let's let's finish off where we where we left, and I, I have a ton of storage questions to get okay. into. Okay, well let's I'll, so shoot, let's, I'll try to let, do the short let, version. Okay, let's wrap up where we were. And you I know, have you didn't you didn't do research? Did you see? Well, because I edit my videos, you'd be like, "This dude's a crackhead. We can't. We need three days to interview this guy." Okay, we got all, we got all the time in the world. So check it out. So me and my wife, we so we went to try to get the. Um, the counseling, we we're going to sign up for that. So they, you know, they just said, and so it turned it into this weird text thing. And so then they asked to, yo, this is wild. This pastor almost got his ass. Sorry, Lord. He almost got his butt whipped so bad. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm telling you, this was the most ungodly, unpastoral thing ever. So listen, and I told this guy, he said, there's no sin issue. You're walking. I'm like, look, you don't have the right to do that to people. That's right. not your right. But th- here's the deal. Matt Chandler's kind of a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know now. We're not there, but there, there was a lot of young pastors, and they that they, they goes to their head. Sure, it goes to their head. The attention, yeah. the, the power, worship, the worship leaders, the the girl. Even when you listen to girls in your home group, the way they talk about the worship leader, it's not right. Especially when they're like married. Yeah. It's just it's a weird thing. But anyway, so Gene, so they said, uh, so me, I went and signed up at another Christian counseling place that I found online. We had already started it. They contacted me and said, hey, we really want to do y'all's, uh, your counseling. I said, well, we've already started. Y'all didn't act like you wanted to be a part of it, so we, we did it. And we, listen, I said, we came to y'all. Yeah. And so anyway, they asked to meet with me alone. And so I met with two pastors and Nate, my buddy, who was the drummer in the worship pen. And they said they were trying to talk me out of it again. And basically, they were basically saying they were going to start. And again, I said, guys, what is the issue? What's the sin issue? And they're like, there's no sin issue. And I'm like, then this is getting weird. 
you get that right. And I mm-hmm. said, and, and I told them, I said, here's what I think. I think a lot of these young guys that you have around here, they just do what you tell them to do. They don't sure. know the scripture and they don't know that you don't have that authority over their life. Right now, I'm telling you right now, if there's sin in my life, I'm going to submit to that and I'm going to get that right in my life. But you're telling me there's no sin. He's like, no, there's no sin. I said, then what? Are we, what where's, where's, where's the disconnect here? And so they, they, you know, so next day they they kept texting and emailing, and then they asked me and Gina to come up to the church together. Okay, and this is like the third time. So we go up to the Dallas Village campus. There's two pastors in the room. We go in there, and then they start. And they, dude, this is so wild. They start asking us again, hey, why you want to be married and all this stuff? And I'm, just, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, for the sake of my wife, you know, I'm not trying to get aggressive. And I'm just, you know, we don't have to answer these questions. But right. I'm like, I don't mind answering. I'm sure. not a big deal. Y'all are the ones making a big deal. So anyway, so what this, uh, past, this pastor over here, Brandon, was it telling, he's like, he's telling Gina about horror stories about stepchildren. Of people they know and how the stepchildren didn't get along. And I'm like, yo, first of all, if you're a pastor, why in the hell are you in here doing that? Right. You're obviously trying to discourage. And then he's telling us stories about how how bad his marriage is and how often him. And I'm like, yo, that's your problem, bro. Don't yeah. put that on us. That's not the bar. You're not sure. the bar. You're They're not being the very negative about the whole situation. Bro. And then so he's still talking to her. And so I had tried dating a few people. Okay. Uh, I went to a Christian website. I had tried to date another woman at the Village Church. I go to my home group because I'm dating this chick, and I go to them. I said, we went too far. At this point, we we hadn't done the deed yet, but I said, we went too far. Well, I've been married for eight years, right? You're living in sexual freedom in that. And then so you have to mentally change. Yo, that's If you're a believer in Christ, that's not open to you right now because mm-hmm. that's only for married couples. And so, but I went to them to repent because the Bible says if you, there's, there's, there's stumbling in sin or there's, there's unrepented sin. Mm. It's not like I'm going around sleeping with chicks. I'm sorry. It's not like sure. I'm going around sleeping with chicks and being unrepented. I went to them, to the groups. And I said, here's the mistake I made. I need y'all to hold me accountable. I don't need to go over to this chick's house for movie night, whatever it is. I'm asking them for accountability. So he, in the middle of this guy talking, this is what he, he, this pastor goes, so tell tell us about the the chick or the girl you had sex with, really in front of and, and she's there. This is a pastor, bro. First of all, and I told him I said first of all, if you thought that was true, you're supposed to come to me. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about scripture. You're supposed to come with another brother. Come to me, and then if I'm unrepented, then we can go to church discipline. Listen, I know the Bible, and they didn't like that they couldn't push me around. And so, and I said two. I said, the only reason you know that is because I went to a pastor and other men and repented of where I went wrong and asked for accountability. And I'm not even, I haven't even talked to that lady in a long time. Right. So you're, so now you're trying to beat me over the head with some things I've already repented for. And then he goes, then he looks at Gina and he ain't even listening to me. He goes, so Gina, did you know about that? You know what she said? She said, yes, I do know it because he told me that it happened and he told me why he said, because he didn't want that to make that mistake with me and he didn't want to to ruin my purity. And so we set up boundaries based off that mistake he made. So yes, I am very well aware of the mistakes he made. Wow. And we had already talked about that. Mm -hmm. I told her about that in the booth, bro. I threw all my stuff out there. And so, 
And I said, I said, I, and I tried to tell him, I said, I said, I just need you to know you're so lucky right now that I'm a man of God because I'd come over there and I'd destroy you. I'll right put now. you in a triangle. I would, choke no, right I wouldn't now, even, I would bitch. take every tooth out of his mouth, man. <laughs> he, I'm serious. I was so upset because as a pastor, first of all, if you thought that for, you just took someone, you, you expect people to come repent of their sins if that's the response they're going to get. We're going to wait till you don't do what we tell you to. Then we're going to beat you over the head with something you've already repented about. Sure. And how many sermons have I told them? I said, I watch y'all teach sermons here all the time. I can go online and you joke about couples that y'all catch in sexual relationships. And you say, you pull them into the office and you either going to come get married right now or y'all need a breakup. But y'all give them that option. I said, you, I said, even if you thought that, why didn't you give me that option? I said, this is about control. This is about that you don't like, that I'm not walking in sin, which you should be celebrating. Right. You know, you should be telling other people, hey, look what they're doing. This is, this is, what, this is, this is how God calls us to do these things. Now, by no means are we perfect, but they're trying to destroy it. And I'm going to tell you why, because the spirit behind it was not of God. And they knew, they knew that me and my, God were, if me and my, my wife were brought together, we were going to kill it for the kingdom. And we've been killing it. I can't tell you how many people she's not. She's never made me feel weird because I'm the kind of guy I go to people's. At the, there's two brothers in a booth that I can remember, and they and he, he he was going to his brother. He was an alcoholic and everything. Well, I end up sitting at the booth sharing the gospel with him. You know, there there's there's so many people every day. I don't go to church, but let me tell you something. I know people who go to church and every damn Bible study available, and they ain't told nobody the gospel their entire freaking life. And let me tell you something. Everything comes down to our faith is if you're telling Jesus, if you're telling the hope, Second Peter, I believe, First Peter, the, to be ready to share the hope that's within us, the gospel. Our only mission is to share the gospel. And here's what I'm telling you right now. You can go to every church, everything you want, every event. You can look good, everything, not cuss, not drink, whatever the hell you want to do. If you did not tell anyone about Jesus this week, you're wrong. You're wrong. Not me. It ain't Justin saying it. it's the Bible. The last thing Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, go out and preach the gospel. All If you're not doing that, I don't care. Most of church this day is, is Christians preaching at other Christians. Very few people are walking in the church that don't know, haven't heard the gospel. Sure. Okay? So, sorry, it gets, it gets me hype. No worries. Because I'm trying, so here's what I think. The spirit behind it was evil. Yeah. It seems like it. No, check it out. It gets worse. This is nasty, bro. It gets freaking nasty. And so, so that whole thing happened, and then they asked me to go to another meeting. I appeased them because this was the time I was telling them, this is the last one. You either, I said, you either need to come, bro, they went and looked this chick up. They're like, hey, we called so-and-so, and she told us this. I said, I don't give a shit if she told you that I was slinging from her fan naked last week. I don't care anymore. It's not true, but I would repent of that. I think I have done that in my past before. That was <laughs> pre-Jesus. I'm straight up and the fam broke. Everybody want to do that. And I, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, BC Justin is wild before Christ. But so anyway, the spirit behind it, because they knew that if we got together, that we would do that one thing, that one thing. I don't care what you're doing. If you're not telling people about Jesus, if you and I don't mean other Christians. People want to pat themselves on the back. It's easy to talk about people who believe with what you believe in. Sure. Right. We live in an anti-God. Well, I say anti-God. Listen, it's so wild to me to see people asking for prayer, and then they go out and live an ungodly life. It's so wild to me. First of all, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you know the God says he doesn't hear your prayers. You hinder your own prayers if you have unforgiveness in your heart. 
unforgiveness is one of the things you deal with first in your whole life. Mm -hmm. But so they knew what we were going to do for the kingdom. They knew it. I believe they knew it. And I don't think they wanted that to happen. And so they tried to stop it again. Then they called my, my father-in-law. They got his number somehow. They're calling him in plain view. The morning of our wedding, they got one of the elder's wives to try to stop the wedding. This is F mother. Wow. It's pissing me off. I'm sorry. It was so evil. Like, was Justin uh, swinging from the fan naked last night? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. If he would have said, yeah, there's that fan thing. Yeah. If I said, is there a sin thing? He's like, yeah, you know, the fan thing. We heard about that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I need to, I need to adjust. I would have, listen, if you come to me, I'm going to say, yes, you're right. Because all I care about is being obedient and aligning myself with God. That's all I care about. I don't right. care about being right. I don't care about being rich. I don't care about my idea working better than your idea. I, we, we just all getting there together. I don't care. Right. I, I just don't care. And so. I'll be honest. They tried to stop us. Uh, here's the thing. I they they did. They nobody from my home group showed up to my wedding. Well, these two girls did. They were they were kind of rebellious anyway. Uh, the pastor, the worship pastor, uh, he was uh, already paid him a deposit. They made him cancel. They they went out of the way to ruin our wedding. You know. And here's the thing. You, you get this. So what I can tell you is so so let's fast forward now. We left the church. They even threatened to call. I had to call the police wow. and threaten them. Old Justin, I could take care of this. Sure. Listen, I'm not the baddest dude on the planet, but I, I could take five or six pastors straight up. <laughs> sure. Straight up. And I'll go Marine Corps. We'll rip eyeballs out. We'll go the whole yard. I don't now care. Now you're talking. Straight up. Let's go. And so, I, I, you know, it wasn't about that. So, I, you know, and God says, vengeance belongs to the Lord. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned. When we can humble ourselves, and it's not easy, and I have a platform. There's been so many things I could go use that to my ability, and I didn't. I stayed right. silent, and I've been accused of so much bullshit, sorry, Lord, mm. over the years. And I've stayed silent, and I believe that's why I have what I have. And it's all persecution. It is. And so they, they stopped us, so they tried to stop us. They didn't. We got married, but they didn't show up to our wedding. That's, that was almost a sign, man. They were, like, trying to tear that down because... Bro, That's what happens when you're doing the right thing. The, the I was scared. The Holy I, Union. I, yeah. I, I saw, this is the most amazing woman I've ever met. Based off her, her sweetness, her love for Jesus. She's just, she's just, she's just, she's, I mean, as good as a person can be. God is good, right? Without Christ, we're, All the time. we're nothing, right? We're but filthy rags. But so anyway, so they threatened to, we, they said we're not allowed to go to another church. because And that's the thing. I said, for what? What's the that's church funny. discipline thing? You right. still have not said a sin issue other than me not letting you dictate the details of my life. So my father-in-law told him straight up, you need to leave him alone. So here we are. Let me tell you something. Ten years later, over ten years later, we've been married over ten years. This, this, this December will be 11 years. Congratulations. Me yes, and my wife have told millions of people about Jesus. We've sent out hundreds of Bibles to people. Nobody knows those things because they don't need to know those things. There's some things that are just supposed to be sweet between us and the Lord. They don't need to know. Right. Sure. But again, the thing is, is we've, the, the, it's the gospel. It's, the, it's, the, it's, it's who we've told about Jesus. I don't care about how much money we made and how successful we've been compared to most people. Um, 
those are but vapors in the wind. It really is. It's it's going to go away. And and we're we're in a closer season. Than a lot of people want to want to recognize. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is is it's and people and people need to repent and turn towards God because it's it's short. But so anyway, ten years later, we've spread the gospel to millions of people. We built a business. The reason we built a business is I told her her parents own a business together. And I saw they get to work together, and they loved it. And I, I wanted that. Some people don't, but and and I told my wife, I said I'll build. I didn't know then, but in that booth, I told her if we do get married, I'll build us a business so we can be together and we can live life together, because God did not tend for us to work. Yeah, I know. Listen, a lot. Of, and yes, we're supposed to be responsible men. We're supposed to make paychecks, take care of our family. But that does not mean nothing if we if we haven't taught our ways to the Lord. And listen, I don't mean taking our kids to church on Sunday. And this, uh, I'm talking about they see you in those hard situations where you choose God's path over the worldly path. You can't teach that on Sunday. You can't teach that every once in a while. You can't teach that if you're not home. You can't do that. You can't. It's simple. If, if I have a relationship with you and you, and I hang out with you four days a week, mm-hmm. or four days a month, and you, every day of the month, we're going to have a better relationship. What the fuck, Justin? No, straight up. You know what I mean? It's just by, by simple time spent, right? You know what I mean? And so, so anyway, so let me, let me wrap this up. So, so we've gotten to do all those things. So here, here's, here's the ironic kick to this thing. So we're living in Heath, and we're going to move back to Plano. The pastor who started all this, he, they, they, they branched off and started a church called Citizens Church in Plano. And me and my wife, okay, so we knew that. I knew that. I knew he was the head pastor. Here's what I also knew. I knew that I was the young adult pastor for another church, and every time I got up and taught or had something to do with marriage, I didn't like the way it felt in my heart. It felt a little resentment still there. And again, our prayers are blocked by our unforgiveness. That's why forgiveness is always first because, it. it listen, you ain't going nowhere further. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere further. They're hitting, you're blocking your own prayers. And so, um, she don't even remember where I was going with that. What was I just saying? Plano's extension. So anyway, so I, 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 so I, I message him. I said, hey, we're moving to Plano. You know, and I told him, I said, I talk about this all the time when I'm talking to young adults and they're about their marriages and stuff. And I noticed I still have resentment and I need to get rid of that. And I said, would you like to meet for coffee? So we met for coffee. Uh, I don't know anything yet. We're, we're, we're talking. We're meeting, we're meeting for coffee. And this is the guy you wanted to pull his teeth out, right? Yeah, no, that's not the guy that pulled that. This is the guy that started all of it on the back things, or the back porch. When I went over to ask for counseling, he said that you needed to, re- to, to submit. I needed to submit to all of them. Gotcha. He started it. Okay. And he, and he kept just pushing and pushing. And so, so we go have coffee. You know, yeah, he kind of, he told me, yeah, I'm really sorry for about that. You know, there's some things in life I wish I could change and this and that. And so, okay, so I forgive him. I said, no big deal. It feels good to me, right? Because a lot of time when we ask forgiveness, it's for us. It's not for them. It truly is. It's just so we can align our heart with God. It's not blocking our prayers. There's just so much that goes into it. And so we decide we're going to go join that church. So we go join the church and they're still the, they're still Plano, Dallas, but they're about to change. So we go to the ceremony we're about to become church members. I told her I don't feel comfortable doing it. I can't sign up on these people because they make you sign this long ass thing, and then they want to get you like that, and they think that paper means something. Sure, you know I got put your, I, put your yeah, account number in. Man, get out of here. <laughs> and so, 
so we had been at the church for about three or four months. Oh, the, the, the worship pastor that was supposed to do my wedding and canceled on me. The first time we walked in the church, it was kind of cool. I walk up the middle. He recognizes me. He ain't seen me for years. He's up there playing a song, you know, and he just, he almost starts just, he stops singing because he's smiling so big to see me. It's great. We're seeing each other. We talk afterwards. And then a few months we've been there. And then so we go to this thing. This guy's going to be the head pastor. He's the head worship thing, right? So instead of getting up there and saying, hey, here's your new head pastor. We're now Citizens Church and all this. They get up there, and I'm not saying this, I'm not sharing this, I'm sharing this to bring conclusion to this and to show you, you cannot glorify people up on a stage, even the most biggest ones and the most well-known ones. And I always told Gina, there's too much going on around this church that the top don't know. I'm telling you right now, they, they're mimicking the top. It's typically what's being done. It don't go on that long and across campuses and you're seeing all this stuff on the news and the top don't know. And so... They get up there and they're like, hey, basically they had to let both of them go. The two that started this. Wow. Because during the time that me and my wife were trying to pursue a godly marriage, they were effing each other's wives. Wow. Wife swapping. And they were being accused of, uh, what's the word, grooming? Yeah. Grooming. Children. So when I say that there was an evil spirit behind it that yeah. knew that me and my life, wife were about to live a life for God and spread the gospel to they millions of people. And the demons came out. They knew it. Yeah. And you can't tell me not because they were wife swapping. They were doing the most unholy, godly shit. Sorry. Beep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're... Dude, I get, the, you want to hear me cuss the most? Most I cuss is when I talk about Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. I know that's one of the things I'm going to be answering for. There's another Christ. But, but so all the while, all this righteousness, and I knew from the get-go they couldn't point nothing on sin. It wasn't about sin. It was about control. And a lot of churches nowadays, I tell my wife all the time, we've been detoxed from the church. COVID made me detox from the church because I was caught up in a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. And the church, listen, if we're being honest and we believe that the rebirth of Israel in 1948 is that generation, here's if pastors, if here's why I think a lot of pastors don't admit that. Because if they say, yes, we are in the end times, here's what they have to deal with. That Paul says that most of the churches are not, not doing what Jesus wants them to do. So now you got to deal with most of you guys ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sure. So if they say, yes, we're in that season, you also have to teach that the church is in horrible condition. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear pe- pastors and stuff and all these protesters. I'm not against all this stuff, guys. I love the church. I think it's done a lot of good things. But listen, you ain't telling people about Jesus. You're dead dang wrong. You're dead dang wrong. And so anyway, so. Uh, That's a T-shirt right there. Man, I'm telling you, I, yeah. I get very passionate about it because the church is an institution to, uh, when COVID hit, we, we started staying home. You know, and because I just I don't like it's like it's like you're, they're selling T-shirts and sweatshirts and and concert tickets and everything. And I timed it for five months in a row. The pastor, the head pastor didn't say nothing about Jesus in the main 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 thing. That's your one shot. Your one job on Sunday is to tell people about Jesus and you missed it for about a half a year. Right. That was your only job. 
I mean, that speaks volumes on uh, that it wasn't about Jesus. It's yeah. about, you know, the spiritual warfare of the demons within. It's, it's love. It's all these things, and those are good things too. But let me tell you something. The church needs to teach on repentance. Aligning yourself with God. And we listen, and the world says it. It's going to be hard to do. It's the, it's the coming apostasy in the context, the turning from God. And all of the physical things, the drying of the Euphrates River, all of the physical things, the Russia, Russia. I've been telling people Russia's going to start World War III after 2018. I've been telling people that for 15 years. Got people calling me. How'd you know that? It's in the Bible, bro. People act like I'm magical. No, you're just being lazy. I'm not magical. You're lazy. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Here's what Christians say. Well, you don't know. We're not supposed to know the day or the hour, right? Don't know the day or the hour. That's fine, but Jesus said to know the season. He said, watch. I show you these things so that you're not caught off guard. Paul said it. Those of us in the light should not be caught off guard by the events of the rapture. That we should know when it's near. We don't know the day or the hour, and you can even look at Jewish holidays. A lot of people believe this September is a high watch time for Mm -hmm. prophecy. Super high. We got... We got Rosh Hashanah, we got the, the, and then right after that, I think, yeah, right after that is the summit, that big summit they're doing for the, for the, whatever that, the new world, whatever thing it is that they have the 2030 goal for, which is seven years, kind of weird, 2023 to 2030. We're almost at 2,000 years um, of, of, of Christ's ascension, his death. And, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how I got on this real quick to end this real quick. So when I got to Genesis 6, and I read why God flooded the earth. I was like, that's not what I was taught. I was taught on a felt board in church that it was about us. It was about the people who became evil and were doing all these bad things, which they were. But that's not the, the event that is highlighted. That is not the event that's highlighted. And so, uh, heck, I can't remember where I was going with that. I started thinking about 50. Well, so why was the earth flooded? It's, it was flooded because of the Nephilim. It says that, that, uh, it says that the, the sons of God which is referenced in there. It's, it's angels, right? There's three people mentioned. A lot of people say, well, that's just talking about the people. Sons of God, daughters of men. So you have the daughters and the daughters of men. There's three people, three people types there. But it says that they saw the daughters of men and they liked them and they became, you know, they, it says that they, they bore children to them. Basically, we'll put it in a nice way. And the Nephilim, the men and renowned. So when I hit that, I started looking at archaeology. I started looking at every culture outside of the thing. Egyptians. What do you see a lot in the, the hieroglyphics? Big people, little servants on their knees, mm-hmm. little people pulling the ropes. And uh, Zeus, all of the Greek gods, they're real. All that stuff's real. They were just fallen angels. Straight up. They have magical powers. They, they, that's what it says. And in Enoch, they taught, they taught them to, to, to form metals, the arts of war, of makeup, and all of this sensual stuff. And, and that, yeah, that's what, I mean, so uh, when they talk about Zeus, and you'll get some Christians will be like, oh, that's just blasphemy. You know, th- listen, there's too much history there that people saw something. If you're a Christian, you can't believe that fallen angels came down and they have power, all these powers that looks like sons of lightning and all the lightning, Zeus and all. They were just fallen angels taking on other names, wanting to be worshipped as gods. And now we do it through like the, through Beyonce and Jay-Z. I'm not playing. Right. All this stuff and dressing up like Satan, y'all think that's a joke. That ain't no joke. Right. The demons know the time that's appointed. 
Because Legion said, have you come to kill us or have you come to destroy us before that time? He knows that time, right? So all he's done is shift his thing. The whole, listen, I'm, I, you said I've, I was joking about flat earther and stuff. I've gone through the scripture and stuff. I've never thought, I used to make fun of flat earthers. I've started looking at the scripture. I can't get down with NASA, one, because I went to NASA's site and they say my God doesn't exist. They say there's no creator. But you got Christians walking around, and listen, I got into an argument with my brother-in-law because it's the spirit behind it. Have you ever seen somebody talk about flat earth? Have you seen how just angry it gets so quick? There's nothing there that affects those people when they're talking financially and everything. There's a spirit behind it. Those demons get agitated. Bro. So let me tell you, there's nothing. Listen, I have been going out doing my own tests in, in science. Bro. I've been going outside every, you want to hear something weird? I can tell you what time in the morning that something's going to shoot through a constellation and that something's going to shoot right back out of it every morning. Time, time work. I started taking my wife out, my kids at the same time. They know I'm not crazy. I haven't posted on, online because all that I care about is that I don't believe that, that we're flying through space at all these million miles or 66, 666,000 miles per hour around the sun and then we're doing a thousand this way and we're endless space but the same mother loving stars are right above us every morning the same constellation is in the same spot and i'm tell you why they want you to believe that we're flying through space and that we're lost and their telescopes can't see nothing here's what the bible says the bible says that there's a firmament and it says that god placed the stars in the firmament and he gave them names you know why those stars are in the same spot every night because they're in the firmament and they're in the same spot every night we're not flying through space i don't believe that the scripture says that the earth is there's ends of the earth there's foundations of the earth there's nothing in there that says the earth is, is flying through space first you got to do this as a christian i told i told my, my my family this nasa says god does not exist therefore you cannot trust anything else that they say any longer they might have some truths in there, but you have to know that there's deception behind it. There has to be. Sure. And so I, I started fresh. I said, I don't want to take any, because I used to use their stuff to teach sermons. Because I took it as just like, yo, that's what you're fed, that's what you're taught. And then when you actually go out there and look, and you start looking at the scriptures, and God has revealed so much to me lately. Uh, it's just been amazing. And so... Man, my faith is just so strong. Like, and I and I know he's 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 gonna return soon, guys. He really is. He's gonna return. And so, uh, anyway, so me and my wife have been able to just like accomplish what we want. Money and stuff has come along with it. That wasn't our desire. Our desire was to work together and to have a wonderful, beautiful marriage. And it was to tell people about Jesus. S- straight up, those were the most important things to us. And it's just been. We've been attacked. We've had a lot of things where we, we could have done taking roads differently. Not this last September, the September before. We had all these YouTubers, like I said, going around, and it was all it was brutal, dude. It's all these people, weirdos, going live and telling people we burned down our business. First of all, yo, that's a serious accusation. That could Absolutely. get me in legal trouble. Sure. This is even after the detective saw what was going on online, and they made they gave me the report, and they said, post this online, because it says that they saw nobody came or went. And it was a new building. They had just done all the new lighting in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. The, when we had rented it, they did all the new lighting. So these guys are telling people we burned down our building, even after all that. And, like, I can't get off the couch, dude. And one time I went and I almost went on live because I was getting emails. My phone was blowing up. They're like, hey, they're live right now. And, dude, there's, like, thousands of people in their chats and stuff, and they're telling people this. 
And I never went I never went online once and defended myself. Because God told me, He said, Vengeance is mine, let me have it. And it didn't feel like it. I literally did not get off the couch for weeks. You ask my wife, the worst she's ever seen me. And I told God, I said, I'm gonna die here on this couch. I'm just straight up. I was drinking a lot. Uh, not the drinking didn't affect me like towards my family. Like, I don't put on wife beaters and stuff. It's like <laughs> actually I'm like very lovely and happy whenever I drink. But I was drinking and I could not get off the couch. Like the thought of going it gave me anxiety and like I literally couldn't leave the house more than probably a half hour and I would freak out like straight up. And this is all after that. And so I'm laying on the couch and I start reading Job. And Job, you know, Satan went to, to God basically saying that there was nobody, you know, he wanted to test Job and he had to get permission to test Job. And he did. He tested him to the limit and Job never turned his faith from, from God. And, and, and uh, I was sitting there on the couch and, and I felt, and, and God told me after I got done reading that, and I just was telling him, Lord, it doesn't feel like that. It's very hard, you know, especially from a guy. I've got the financial ability to go after lawyers. I could, I could go after these guys. Physically, I go after them. Whatever, I could, I could take care of it, and I, and I chose not to. But he told me when I was after I finished reading Job on there, and I broke down crying. I didn't, like, audibly heard it, but I kind of audibly heard it. And he said, by next September, I'm going to bless you more than you could understand. It's very specific. And no, it was, in, it was November. It was in November. It wasn't this past November. It was the November before. Because this past September that just passed, not the one coming up, obviously. The one past is the one that... So November, the two weeks before November gets there. And I thought he already blessed us because we had already hit the Yu-Gi-Oh unit. We're made, we've already made a couple hundred grand off like very little money. Like and it's just wild and... You know, and that money does help. I don't like money, but money does help, you know, with situations. And um, so anyway, so August comes around. I buy that unit. I buy this unit in Florida online for $2,000. And we get down there, and it's a wall of coat crates and dirty boxes. But I just had this gut feeling. I'm going to tell you, I can't go in detail because we'll be here all day with that one. But these units... I get up every morning and I pray this. I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, that if these people are being responsible um, and they're just having a hard time, that you might find them a way to get their stuff back. But if not, Lord, if they're being irresponsible, um, that we could come in and pay what they owe to the facility and try to recoup our money because that's why the, the system's in is to keep the storage facility. They go under. Sure. And so... That's what I pray. I never want. I never pray that like give me somebody's stuff. I'm always give it back to them first. If not, we'll come in and we'll help. And so, but he asked my wife, our biggest units like the Florida one. I kept. I closed this and I ain't gonna bid no more. And I walked off and I talked. And I came back in the room like ten minutes later. I was about to close. I said, "Dear, I think I have to buy this unit. I think this. I think it's. I'm having that thing." Spider senses. No, seriously. No. You ask my wife, it's weird, dude. Like my discernment, which is a spiritual gift, like it's it's it scares me sometimes. Um, but anyway, so we buy it, we get down there, dude, and we pull that wall off, and it's just full of cards and comics. And we're down there, and this is even after we so I grabbed this one box of 
the first box I grab out of there and, and we saw how much stuff we had to get back to Dallas. So we rented the unit. We drove back to Dallas and I took that box cause I saw older graded stuff in there and I was like, well, this should cover the cost. So we'll get it home. And then we'll, uh, cause Caden was starting football and school stuff was in my kids. I don't give a crap, dude. I'll lose every penny I have. I'm not, I'm not going to not be there for my kids. Like my, my Absolutely. parents were. And so we got back. I said, let's, we threw up that card auction and it did 28 grand, Ooh. 28 grand, one box out of hundreds of boxes that we ain't right. looked through yet. Was that the one with like the Kobe's and all this? Oh stuff? yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I sold that Jackie Robinson for 12,500. I own the company. So I get 15% uh, buyer's premium fee mm. on top of that. And so anyway, so we, we go out there. And so anyway, I've already, I've that unit I spent two grand on. I needed to be back. It was too much stuff. It was literally a diesel load of stuff. I thought I was being smart. I didn't want to go cheap. I got on a broker, the best broker I could find. I paid them $12,500 to get my stuff wow. from Florida to Dallas. Because I knew, I, knew I knew what was in there. After that, I thought I was doing the right thing. I paid 25 extra. It was 10 grand. I said, how much for my, my stuff not to come off that truck and get straight here? 2,500 extra. We'll leave straight. All right. I had friends there with videos and tape or video and, and pictures. Documenting the whole Document. process. They lived there in town. Okay. It was by chance. So I had them loading the truck, shutting it. It's a full truck. I got it all. And then when they pulled up at my shop in Dallas, well, first of all, two days goes by. They're already supposed to be in Dallas. I call them, man. I can't get a hold of them. I'm getting pissed. I'm like, where are y'all? They're like, oh, we're getting ready to leave. I said, no, sir. I paid you $2,500 for it was coming. You're supposed to be here today. They're at, they're at a pawn shop. Yeah, going yo. Through, going through your load. Bro, no. They, listen, they stole, I guarantee you, they stole probably a million dollars at least from what? me. What? No joke. So go watch the video. They took 1,800 square feet trailer full to the ceiling. Got the pictures. They showed up with 350 square feet of my comics and cards, and the rest of it was gone. Wow. And I knew that they took it off the, the truck. It wasn't the same truck because the numbers that were written on the roof weren't in the new one, and I, I brought all this up, and I had them, and they were going to refund me my money. Then they threatened me with an attorney. Then I got a detective, and they, they won't give over the records because they know they took my stuff off the truck. You can't deny wow. it. It's on video. That's right. insane. And so, but here's what I did. I said, Lord... I appreciate what you gave us, and I'm not going to be angry about this. And I chose not to pursue it legally. I mean, I could, I could. I mean, I'm telling you, I got them to. to they can't get out of it. The detective told them they can't get out of this. It's like, but they. So she had a subpoena because they wouldn't rightly give her the GPS and stuff because they know we could probably find it. So yeah, I, I estimate easily five hundred thousand to maybe a million, two million, because they stole three quarters of the inventory. And but I've already I've still I've already made probably close to two hundred grand on that unit. I've only spent two thousand on it even after and well two thousand plus twelve thousand five hundred that I got ripped off that they didn't bring. But think about it, I made two hundred grand even if you add that in. That's what fifteen sure. fifteen thousand. Right. Let's say it's seventeen thousand with with fuel. It's nothing. It's literally in the hundreds of percents of profit. I'm telling sure. you, my profit margins are stupid. Like when I tell people, they're like, "What's your profit margins?" I'm like, two thousand percent. And they're like. That's impossible. Right. <laughs> no, it's really not. And so, yeah, if you go, you're an idiot and you're out buying $30,000, $40,000 storage units, you can go buy the obvious ones and they're going to cost you like that. But if you if you, if you you have, I have like, man, I have so much knowledge of collectibles just because that's, I geek out. So when I look at a unit, 
I can see it, uh, like I do this uh, to my buddies that sell the flea market one time for years. I've been trying to get him to stop selling the way he sells. So I, and listen, I give out me and Gina give away ten, tens of thousands of product, new toolboxes, new TVs every month, every month to other resellers. Cause I make so much money doing what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't need all that extra money. And we literally give that stuff away. Sure. So sometimes when he's over and I'm like loading him up with like new action figures, I just give the stuff away. And like, so I like Waterford vase. I'm like, how much would you sell that for? He's like $3. I said, that is a $600 vase, dude. And then I showed him what I got for it. I got like three fifty out of the auction. It was used and stuff. But you know, that was the, the point being is, it's like, I see something. Mm-hmm. They see a $3 vase. I see the shape of Waterford. They see an action figure, Star Wars, they think it's worth something, but it's a 90s knockoff. They don't know it's not the original 1977 because everything's repopped to look like those. Mm-hmm. So why I think I'm successful is because I look at units almost completely different than anyone else. My mom flipped from thrift stores when we were, because she was poor too, you know, single mom. And so I, anyway, so my knowledge, I used to read those catalogs before the internet. I used to read toy catalogs to tell you what they were worth and all this stuff. And so when I look at a unit, I see it differently sure. than most people. And so that guy that I've been teaching, he lately, he started changing it because I love it because those guys don't go after the units I like. Mm-hmm. They don't. It's they don't, weird. They don't see the same things they you don't, do. No, they don't. Not at all. And it's weird. He's starting to see it because the last two units I won, he sent me a text and he wanted to win them. And I, I outbid him on them. I didn't know it. at the t- oh, One of them I kind of did. <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. <laughs> How dare you? Well, it, it, put, it, oh, it puts me in a bad spot because it bitters. They're like, "Hey, uh, what do you think about this unit?" And most of, all the time, like, nah, it's like it's I'm already trash. well, I'm already bidding on it. No, I'll tell them the truth. Uh, it's good, but I'm bidding on it. So you yeah. might not want to bid on this. Well, listen, I listen. I'm I don't mind. I don't listen. I don't stay on and try to buy every unit. But when I need a unit, I need to take care of my family. Sure, it's right. business. You know what I mean? It's game time. And I get listen, and I get I give away a lot of stuff. To some of the people that call me, I'm like, yo, I just gave you a bunch of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Was like, that was that your biggest hit? That, what? Uh, that $200,000 unit? I don't, I don't think so. I think. Was it, let me ask you this. What's been your biggest month? Uh, from the house? Just like off a unit or. In what, general. Just what you do. Uh, the business I wouldn't even remember. No. Like the, because Gina did all that. And like our, our bills just to run the auction house were 26000 a month. Wow. So, you know, you, you had, I know we had to at least do that much, you know, and then we had like six employees. And so, I mean, we were making good money, but it, it's profit margin. Sure. Yeah. Right. All comes down to profit margin. So, um, out of my house, I think our best month this year was 87 grand. Jeez. Nice. But what's been your most expensive item you sold? Man, I don't know. People ask me this stuff and I don't even really, I, I don't know why I don't take note of this stuff. And I think it's because I find so much cool stuff and I'm not right. tooting my horn if you, like every unit, like I, I tell myself, I'm like, I can't get amazed anymore. And then I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Oh, speaking of, look, check it out. Dude. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Let's, okay. Oh, I, oh, we got to finish. I brought I wanna, stuff. Okay, yes. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> we got to finish. So I, finish. So, what were we talking about? So I want to touch on just, I appreciate you getting so personal in the beginning. And, right. and oh, the YouTuber thing is what we were it, finishing. It's obviously, you're so passionate about, about, Jesus and your relationship and and you really shared a lot with us in the beginning and I cannot wait to get into the storage questions. This is something I've always wanted to do. I have so many questions. 
Is this but, something you want to do? Like you want to try? Absolutely. Right. Bro, this is yeah, something I've but, actually done. Bro, it'll okay, if you but, do it right, if you do but, it, if you take the Grimes method, you're gonna get rich. I gotta pee first. Oh God, oh, this guy man. in his bladder, Gabe. I, we're about I, to switch you. I told you. you. I told you. This guy, hey, me and him can talk. <laughs> it's a, it's a baby's bladder type of huh? thing. Huh? I'll be back. <laughs> Jeez, get this guy. I, I was. Hey, listen, I invented a thing called the piss pal. I need a catheter. Bro, we're trying to get sponsored by Depends because of him, bro. <laughs> I, yeah, listen, I. That's one thing I find in storage units is adult diapers. Bro, bring okay, him, bring them here, bro. Okay. Right, so I've always been so interested in the whole storage auction thing. Exactly what you do. Yes. So I have like a few websites. Uh, you know, you're sitting on a computer. You got mm-hmm. nothing to do. You got you got. Talking about storage sites, right? I I'm, I'm saying I, go back I have to Jesus. Few, what we, kind of sites are you on? I have a few. <laughs> okay. You just few, got there's through a few websites wars. that, okay. that is, I'll, is I'll crawl like through. Only only storage. Storage. It might only, be only fan storage. It might be. So oh, I'll, I'll, better I'll, not. Hit, I'll hit like bring a trailer. <clears throat> look, look through certain categories on Craigslist. Okay. And then I'll hit like. Locker. What are you looking for on Craigslist? Don't don't worry about it. No, I <laughs> gotta ask you. You you want to ask me? I gotta tell you. I. Uh, what were you looking for on Craigslist? He meant back, I, back page or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, you remember that? I used to bust put uh, when I was in the hotel industry. That's how I used to bust uh, pimps and hookers was back page because they put. Their pictures in our hotel rooms, and I'd see the art, and I'd go check it every morning. I'd go to the rooms and bust them. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so uh, <laughs> along with my back page and other things I'm looking at, I, w- I would check like uh, Locker Fox and, mm-hmm. and other storage auction yeah. websites. Locker Fox, storagetreasures.com, selfstorage.com. Yeah. So, so I'll always like, like peer through these and kind of, you know, just there. there's a lot of junk to sort through. There is a lot. Some and of my so, best units look like bags of crap, though. So I've never bought one. But I got super close. There was one unit I was bidding on. I actually, you know, made, made an account. I was bidding on it. Why was, were you, what was in it? What were you bidding on? Um, Shoes? It, no, 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 no. It was very organized. And okay. there, there was just a safe peeking out mm. that I felt like I'm the only one that saw that. No mm. one else saw yeah, it. Yeah, nobody else saw it. it. So it was going for a decent hey, well, price. It was, when was this? Because I, I probably saw it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was probably He's seven, like, I'm eight. the reason why you did that. Yeah, it. yeah so I'm he, like, what he, idiot's going to buy that one? It, it was seven, eight months ago. But it was, okay. it was there wasn't yeah, a ton in there. Okay. It was very organized. Are very, you sure? Did I buy it? You, you might have. But okay. No, I'm just kidding. But so I, I it's the storage you want two hundred thousand on. <laughs> I, I put a bid in. It is a and, and I was watching this. You know, I'm I'm a few hundred dollars in. How'd you determine how much you were bidding? Uh, at this point, I didn't care. Okay. I, I just wanted the thrill of that. You just bidding with emotion. It's, it's my first one. Let's go you know. Rex. All right. So uh, you're breaking all the rules so far. All right. Absolutely. Good. Okay. So I'm I'm going all the way. It's it's like six hours before it closes. Mm-hmm. I'm the top bidder. Never bid to like he's the like last. sweating profusely while he's watching. This. Yeah, I was very. It's, it's pretty intense. Isn't it? I, I it's was an like, intense feeling. I, I was planning like I'm I'm going down there this day because you have a certain amount of time to clear it out. So I was like I, I'm going down there this day. I can I can be to get a hotel here. And oh, so you were looking far away? Uh, I think it was in Austin. Okay. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, listen, you know, most buyers won't even go past like 100 miles, 50 miles. I'm. I'm Another mistake people So make. intrigued. I'm willing to go far. Right. Yeah, me too. I've and, gone to New York honestly, twice this, this year. This is the first time yeah. hearing the story, but I guarantee I would have been involved if he would have won. I, yeah. I would have I borrowed your trailer. <laughs> Bro, I, I already had it in my head that I'm going to ask you to borrow your trailer. It's okay? addicting. So, it's so addicting. I'm bidding on this. Okay. And in just a couple hours before it closes, they sent me an email that the people had it's paid, canceled. They, they paid their. Their, yeah. their debt. Yep. And I was so heartbroken. Yeah. 
So yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's something how I felt. Yeah. Listen. So, let, let me tell you something. You want heartbroken <laughs> is driving to Tennessee. And, and then, then they th- them not calling you like you asked if it got canceled. Right. But you getting to Tennessee at eight thirty in the morning from Dallas, no, from Florida, because I I drove from Dallas oh, to Florida, geez. and then I I bought a unit in Tennessee when I was getting the Florida unit, and so I drove from Florida to Tennessee, and I said, hey, if he pays, call me. I'm gonna go back towards Dallas, and they didn't call me, and then we walked in. She's like, oh, he paid. I said, ma'am, you, you just bitch. cost me like twelve hours of driving. Yeah. But so anyway, so I get it. Yeah. So yeah. legally, here's yeah. what what how it happens is so. Uh, storage auctions are they're they're lean it's a lean process regulated sure. by the state okay it's because it's an occupancy driven company you can't go back and get space they're basically renting air so once you don't pay unless they have a time machine they can't go back unless they pay so the state set up the lean auction process so that facilities had the ability to go have a way to recoup their money mm-hmm. that people just bailed on them so then they can go, you have to do a public mode notice. There's all these legal loops that they're supposed to do. And um, so if they, so if I win a unit right now, by the time I'm driving here to there, they have the, it's who pays first. Mm-hmm. All right. So whoever pays first gets the unit. But that's why I was saying all the time, I pray that they get it first. And if they don't. So yeah, that's a normal thing. And that's a, a tip that I teach people is like, you know, if you're, if you're going to do what I do and you're going to gamble, go to States there's things that I take in consideration of if I'm going to go and I'll call and I'll ask questions like how long, how many, if there's a ton of locks on the ground, probably I won't. Cause that means they're getting it out of auction. They're paying just enough to stop the auction, but they can't get in the unit every month. Mm-hmm. And so that usually means they're going to pay. If there's one lock, it means like it's probably, they just passed away. If it's older stuff, older furniture, I usually can assume the age of the person and that, and their, their first and last name is, is in public knowledge. It has to be pu- posted publicly. So sometimes I can go on, I can actually find their name on the, the public site and then I can go to Facebook and find them. Because there's been times like this this last guy, I'll just say, I bought this unit, oh, with all the sports cards in it just a couple of weeks ago. Ricky Henderson, rookie, just a bunch of really great stuff. And so I bought that unit. Well, it had these huge awards in it for this guy from his high school and college basketball. Like, And he was like a something like, like very high ranked in baseball, was, you know, uh, Anyway, so it had all his these huge trophies and stuff that not normal kids like first, you know, like nationally ranked and stuff. So I found him on Facebook and it was his dad's unit. I said, yo, I don't listen, don't ever do this. Don't don't do not do this. Okay. You can have all the best intentions in the world and they don't. They see you as the guy with their stuff. Sure. Okay. They don't see themselves as the person who didn't take care of their responsibility. Mm, They signed a contract and they did not pay it. People always ask me, how would you feel? Well, I'd feel pretty shitty if I couldn't pay my bill and then I would hope they could sell my stuff to recoup what I didn't pay. Right. Because that was my responsibility. So anyway, so yeah. So if they pay first, it, it, you know, they get it first or, or if we can. But um, so yeah, you're probably lucky you didn't buy that because I don't recommend, listen, if you're just in there blind bidding, some, I'd say probably 70, 75% of the units now have been rummaged through. Hmm. Okay. I don't care if the boxes are stacked. So take this, look at, so go to a facility and if you scroll down, it'll say other units at this facility, go in there and look at all of them. So say there's 15 units at a facility. I made a joke. I was at the live auction last week. It was at U-Haul. U-Haul is notorious for doing this. So we're going around in all the units. I'm just there to hang out with my buddy. I'm into pick a unit for him. I, sometimes I go just to have fun. I don't need stuff. It's just, 
uh, there's no more live auctions really anymore except you all. So I just go, but you know, I kind of made a joke and I always, I don't like it, but I usually get, not usually, I always get recognized at the storage auctions, obviously. And so I was, we were walking through and I was like, Oh, it's funny. All these Grimes people, fine. yeah, all these people. Oh, well, the lady came up to me yesterday. She's, she's like, Hey, are you crime spies from YouTube? And it makes me, I, I like, I get, I, I, it's almost like I'm, I'm not being rude to them, but I, it makes me clam up because I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. You should just respond with like, um, do you know your Lord and Savior? Yeah. Oh no, listen, <laughs> no, listen. I was supposed to have coffee with a dude this week and I'm still going to do that, but I got to share the gospel with uh, a guy I just met at the unit last week. I came home and I told Gina, I said, I wasn't there to buy a unit. I was there to tell this guy that Je about yeah. Jesus. And so, and I did, and I, I got his number by shared the gospel with this guy out front for 30 minutes. I wasn't there for a unit, so I think that's why it was. Uh, but anyway, I was like, hey, these guys all use the same mover, and everybody starts cracking up because they know what I mean. So if you go click on a facility on storagetreasures.com, I went down to their to their facility. I'm assigned a $250,000 deal to do their social media and stuff, mm. and uh, we just couldn't come to terms um, on some things. And so, but... So if you see that in all 15 units, if all of the, t first of all, you can go publicly and you can see whose names they are. So one, I know they're not all the same people because mm -hmm. you could say, ah, oh, well, maybe it's all one person's unit and they all pack the same. But if you go to each unit and the tape, look at the tape on the boxes. If you see it hanging and there's like another box on it and the tape's like kind of, you know how if you peel it off a box and it's still connected. Right. Sure. If that happens to all the boxes and you look at all the other units, they're, they've 100%, they've gone through all those units. It's the like a signature. The workers. No, it is. It's, it, so you could have one person, maybe a person. Are they you know, talking about the storage workers? Been oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it's such a widespread thing across the United States. And I told storage treasures this. They wanted me to go have the conversation with the CEO of public storage at the beginning of this year. Because I said, look, Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can tell me what you want all day, but this is across the U.S. This is happening. So this is coming from the top. Whether they're having regionals do it or whatever, this is not a coincidence. They're picking through it. Before it's, yeah, it's, it's public storage. Oh, yeah. They're the world's worst. About going, I have them on. I have them on film telling me the managers going that they went through the. Unit. I have people on there telling, "Oh yeah, wait till you get to the back. So and so's this," and it's just so it's it's just wild. So if you look at that, you got to be careful. So you see the units I buy, they're usually packed to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because they're too lazy, most of all, to go in there and take all that stuff, put it back. So I know, and, and I look at the tape boxes, I look at dust marks on the sure. box. Like if they've uh, moved a undisturbed box. Undisturbed dust. Straight up. If they moved a box and there's like a blue tub sitting on there and there's a clear spot, they took a box off of it. Was it was like Sherlock Holmes with the storage units. Bro. No, straight up, dude. That's my <laughs> wife. It's like, I'm like... I sit there. Sherlock Grimes. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, straight up. So when you look at a unit, most people might scan the unit. I literally look at every sock, every shoe, every item in that unit. I'm like a crackhead. That, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, I'm looking at every little detail Got I can. And, uh, and so I'm wondering what, what your, your uh, strategy is to, to look because, you know, I noticed – People love totes. If a unit is full of totes, mm -hmm. it will go for untold amounts of money. It's ridiculous. Very, very organized units go for a lot of money. They do. But, yeah, a lot of the, but you can't trust that. So I, I have a rule. Like, I have to see five points of collectability, right? Okay. What are those points? Uh, it depends. Every unit's different. Like, uh, it could be uh, a corner of a comic book. It could be... A corner of a comic book? Of course, Bro, everyone's looking for that point. 
You know, well, no, you know, anything. It could be, I don't know. It could be. It, it's a safe peeking out. It's such a, it's such a, no, it's not. It's because the reason I get these so, so cheap, Genius my really big ones, is because people didn't see what I saw. I mean, if it looks anything like the photo we have behind us. That's after I'd already gone through okay. that unit, too. I was going to say, I'm not buying that shit. Yeah, no, that's, I'd already gone through that unit. He already made a mill off that one, bro. Yeah. So, but listen, just in the last two months, I bought two units. I have videos. I only spent $500 on them and I made over 20 grand each. Jeez. on both of those those were in the last two or three months that's that was five hundred dollars for the unit and we made over 20 like i said 20 grand what do you what do you do with all the worthless shit okay so here's what i do i've got a storage unit and it's all the shit i don't need mm -hmm. but i don't want to get rid of Just and get, that's you, that's 90 percent of storage units yeah so you have to sift through that and look what could throw it away dude what could just potentially throw it away. be like you just <laughs> but you, so you haw it off then i should find the dumpster or i look at life a lot different doing what you know i do. What I mean like yeah throw it away i just have no patience like but I should away walk so so here's what you can do here's another <laughs> yeah. mistake people make doing storage some nice shit in there <laughs> That's what everybody, I bet every unit, well, Actually, every unit I, I have an entire storage that. unit yeah. now for my Christmas stuff. Good Lord. I, I see your units. I see these kind of units online. Yeah, and then you racks. get it, and then you start adding up the monthly fees and what it's actually would cost to buy it new or whatever. And then you're like, you, you're wasting a lot of money. What, yeah. what size is it? It's just, it's 10 by 10, but it's okay. climate controlled. <laughs> what, in Rockwall or something? <laughs> no, it's... He's looking out oh, for we're in McKinney. Unit. We're in McKinney. We're not on that one. He also has a, a playlist that when he goes through his Christmas stuff in the storage. I bet he Christmas does. storage playlist. Are you serious? No. no. Okay. <laughs> it's an inside joke. They're, 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 they're making fun of it because they have a playlist for everything. It's like, you know, when you make love with your wife, you go to dinner with your wife. Like A know, playlist. If I'm on the boat, I got a Jesus playlist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... I need playlists. Yeah. I probably... Yeah. Play playlist is definitely an older, yeah. older generation thing. Yeah. Mixtapes. Yeah, there you go. You don't know about the mixtapes. I know about you the know about fucking mixtapes. Were tapes out when you was when you was <laughs> come he's, on? He's talking about the original mixtapes, like the cassette mix. Yeah, when you oh, had to like when yeah. you had to put the cassette Dude, in the radio I, I and used hit record. To, I used to wait for my song to come on the radio. Yeah, and then okay. You had to record at perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, both buttons. Yes. But, okay. He so, knows. Yes, he knows. He, right. does, he doesn't realize that you're not that much younger than me. I know. You're eleven years younger than me. We're five years apart. He he looks like an old man. He's forty eight today, but we're uh, it's, it's crack, bro. I know. Okay, so check this it out. Let me so. let me teach you something. You said the trash. This is a big mistake people make. Okay, when most people are dealing with their trash, legit, my stuff is probably on the internet getting bids or close to being done. So when I go to unit, I don't buy a unit. And first of all, I pick a unit according to this, but. So I go cherry pick a unit. I haven't rented a U-Haul in over a year. I don't use trailers. I don't do anything. I put everything in my truck. How are you getting all this stuff? I will like this Oklahoma one I bought Friday. I made two trips to Oklahoma. I got it all on my Dodge truck. Just twice. pickup truck, bro. Loads? I have a net. I'm a master stacker. Bro, another question. So if you're making 20, 20 racks on a on a unit, sure. Is that like there's a whole bunch of stuff, or there's like a couple items in that unit? Can be. Like, um, the one we just bought in Florida. Uh, or Florida, the one, the, my most recent one I bought Friday. Oklahoma. Bought it in Oklahoma. I spent 3200 on it. I went and sold scrap gold as a kind of to see if I could do it, kind of challenge thing. And went and bought that, found 3400 in gold in it. So I've already got all my money back for the unit I, I got Friday. And it was a toy store inventory. You know, you know, like the, I think I brought, let me show you one actually. What's in the box, some Justin? Stuff, some stuff. What's in the box? Okay, so, okay. Is it, right, is so, it one of those so boxes this from is, this Saturday is, Night Live? 
Yeah, no, so this is Ronda Rousey. Oh, shit. Okay, so this is, okay, so I found 40 cases of these. The, all the same action figure? No. Oh, okay. So I have a lot so, of duplicates, <clears throat> but I have every figure there is. Can we actually just assign that and leave it here? No, actually, I was going to give this to you. That's sweet. What? Wow, yeah, no. let's go. What yeah, a yeah. guy. But you, guys, yeah. you, have to, you have to sign it. Yeah, though. sure, that's fine. I'll sign Ronda. Ronda. Rowdy Rondy Piper. Look at those eyes. That's, yeah, she looks kind of wicked. Looking. Aggressive. It, it, All right, so it's check. crazy now because she's a mom, right? So she went from just like doing the craziest battles, but she's like having her second kid now. Yeah, and she's real big in the WWF and stuff. So listen, so all of these action figures are profit. Absolutely. Liz, I, I'm telling you, $3? I have good, huh? Like three bucks. What, what, now I figure what I'll probably worth? average about fifteen to twenty dollars a piece on them, mm. right? Because again, I own the company. Reselling, a lot of people want to sell on marketplace eBay, you're paying fees. I get paid the fees. So it always, I tell people, if you want to be a reseller, it, it takes nothing to start your own online auction company, yeah. like with Highbid. And, they, and, and yeah, you got to build up a customer base, but they you kind of get a small customer base with them because they're so large now. Uh, but why would you want to, why would you sell... It's just simple. I don't. I, people are retarded sometimes. I'm retarded sometimes. Lord, I apologize. It's not even retarded. They're lazy. Everybody's people retarded. But think about why. If I say, "Hey, you're gonna sell stuff, right? You know, you're gonna sell this stuff. I've got this stuff. I'm gonna sell it. If I sell it here, I have to pay them fees. If I sell it here, I get extra fees." But there's some mental thing where people think that eBay and like they're scared to take a Bro, challenge. Take a. Oh, okay. Never mind. So. Um, so look at this. Yeah. I, I see those as like extra attachment hands. Sure. I thought they were Wolverine the, hands. I thought well. they were the other way around. I thought it was attachment middle fingers. Oh, that's actually, <laughs> doesn't it look like Yeah, it? it does. Well, look at that. Well, I had a, there's a, a macho man or somebody and I, I did, wasn't this one, but I saw the hands and I thought he was flipping yeah. off too. Uh, well, look at this. Yeah. Look, this look, at, her, this look at her extra hands. You don't drink in Rhonda. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So does, check it out. Is so, that not like two extra middle fingers? It does. Yeah, for real. So all of these are profit. <laughs> Damn, okay. Okay. <laughs> all of these are profit. So she these, comes with her middle finger. Some of the other things I found, there's Pause. there was probably Funkos? I don't listen, I don't like I will usually I won't bid on a unit for just Funko Pops. It's just yeah. it's dumb. I look for the old listen, another thing too, if I see five points of collectability, I'm asking myself, is that a low, mid, high level collector? Yeah. Okay. I know the difference in the things. What's the level of their collectible? If they have weights, believe it or not, weight sets and stuff like that, they had extra money, things like that. Uh, skis, things like that tells me, I'm telling you almost every time they're collectors and stuff. They had extra money sure. to spend. And so yeah. I take all. So this one had like, I probably had like a hundred Funko Pops in this unit. This unit, I think I should profit. I already, I've already profited $200 and I haven't even done nothing. I just sold the scrap gold. So I'm already in the profit, but I think easily it's it's going to be between twenty and thirty thousand dollars easily. Really? Yeah, let's go. And you should because look, this is what uh, Bailey's collecting right now. So okay, so I'm leaving well, this. For, I'm leaving this for y'all yeah. too because I had oh like t I had like ten of this one. You're you're oh. our first guest to bring gifts. Yeah, well, we've got to. Well, because I'm the best. We've got to leave that on Bailey's. It's desk true because she's got two sitting out there. Yeah, right give, now. give but, it to her. So check this out. Uh, hey, this was fun. So ready, why, right? I can come back to yeah. another time. Absolutely, I'm gonna have you guys come out. All right, so check this out. All right, y'all ready? Okay, let's finish with the WWF stuff. So tons I, of those. I, I got to say something, though. I yeah. really like you, but I already know after you leave, Eric's going to call me tomorrow. He's like, hey, I got this great business adventure. Well, I'm, I'm not going to call you. He's a smart man if he <laughs> does. I'm, I'm not going to call you. I'm going to call Justin. I'm I'm already ready to <laughs> use use my money, use your, your locker buying skills. Hey, business owner to business owner. And let's do this together. It's... 
like when I tell you, I listen. The only time I leave my house is to go pick the units up. I have UPS and the post office pick up my packages, and they deliver our our shipping supplies. I literally don't have to leave my house just to get the unit. Mm-hmm. And so when I tell you I don't get on my my, I stay in my pajamas like two weeks out of the, the month. It's true. From business owner to business owner, profit margins. It's if if you have people to take pictures and descriptions, you're already kind of doing this, and then you add in some short videos. And I stuff mean, I got market. enough employees. I'm telling you, because you have that set up. I'm telling you, you could add it on, and it's such minimal work. So, so my whole intrigue to this whole thing is not only you know it can be profitable if you're smart, no, it, if, you, if yeah. you know what you're doing, but it looks like so much fun. It is. It's a it, treasure it hunt. Every it's locker. funny. You say fun, I say it looks like a shit ton of work. No, it's, it, it's, dude, it's really not. Listen, the way I get units, I go in there and pick stuff out that I want, put in the thing, and then I call my trash guy. That's it. Walter, no, how many I'm times have I asked him, like, bro, we need to get a storage unit? No, listen, so like, nah. the way I, I do it. People have said that to me in my lifetime now, ever since Storage Wars came out. I'm like, fuck yeah. Storage Wars. It's, it's fake. <laughs> you know? So check this out, though. So even the Oklahoma one, I, I, I just dealt with the trash this morning, but we got back yesterday or Sunday. No, yesterday morning I dealt with it. And here's another option you have. So like in Florida, I call the trash guy. Like when I'm out of state, you can call a trash guy in any state and they're going to come. Sure. But I have a trash guy local and man, they're so good to me because they, I keep really good stuff in there and they get to keep it. And so they, like I can get a 10 by 20 done and it's like 400 bucks for him to haul off all the trash. Sure. Nice. U-Haul, trailer, fuel, time that you're not making money. If you factor all of those things in, you think about they're still picking up, sorting through trash. I'm at home and my stuff's online running and I'm looking at the next unit before people are done with their trash. Yeah. Right. Okay. I really have. I've streamlined this process. It's not hard work. It's. I tell Gina, I feel bad. I don't. Even, it's. I make so much money, and I, I literally go and fund. Oh yeah, go through. And boxes. you're having fun while you yeah. make that much money. But yeah, I don't lift heavy stuff. You notice I only buy. Bro, small he said stuff. he feels bad because he makes so much money <laughs> for, did y'all, did y'all for a little amount for for an enjoyable act. Dude, when I look at other people Bro, struggling, we're, we're and done I make with what I We all do. We're not doing nothing else yeah. besides that shit. But listen, you know what I'm P- saying? so I'll PSF get back to the box. <laughs> but okay, if y'all do get into this business, I will. Uh, I'll go life. in. I'll go in with you mm. and be the professional kind of guy on the first one. I've done this with a couple of guys, like the the other YouTuber I did. He he looked me up on Instagram and he want, he found me just to teach him how to do the storage industry. Yeah, which is funny. Uh, because this is how hard it is, and, and I want to tell people I don't want to over easy make it too sound too good. But so a few few months back, he asked me to start a business with him. This is he wanted to get a building. Uh, he wanted to. He actually did get a building. He got all this stuff. We were putting in ten thousand each into the account. Me, him, this other guys, this other big YouTuber, and we're gonna. But I, and I just the last week I was I was praying about. It. I told my wife. I said, I feel like I'm getting back into what I'm what I just got out of. Sure. Because I'm going to be the expert. I'm going to be the one that has to go through the units. Because right. if not, you're doing all the work. I'll be yeah. doing all of them. I don't want to. Why do I need to do that? Right. Yeah. I've already you're you're already doing it for yourself. So, well, he got into it. And so he went forward with the business. I don't think that other partners involved anymore. Well, he only did storage units for maybe a month because he lost his butt on a lot of units. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can lose your butt quick. But I think I'm not, I'm not bashing the guy, but he underestimated my ability. And because he told me, he kept saying, anybody can do this. <clears throat> well, he's no longer doing it, um, and then he and then I sold him a, a thing of a sports cards uh, because me and him had bought a storage unit. We bought several storage, and I like and, and listen. I have to give credit to the guy because you know 
um, his channel was real hot. When he looked me up, he's, he had like a, almost 2 million subscribers. He's wow. getting a lot of views, you know, and he looks me up. He's like, teach me this. And so I did. Listen, I had like 200 subscribers in or no, like 500 something. No, no, it was like 5,000. It was 5,000. What, what was he doing to get all those subscribers before he oh, because, ventured into this? Oh, his name's Rob Turkla. He's Lunkers TV. He's got a uh, Guggen squad. It's a big fishing thing. Oh, fishing. Yeah, and so they if you go in Walmart Academy, you go in any fishing store and you'll see Guggen baits. It's their baits. Mm. And okay. so uh, So he has some play money. So yeah, lots of it. And yeah. so um so I just told him I said, you know, I don't I don't I don't I, there was other reasons too, spiritual things, uh, because like I said, I I can't get behind something permanently unless I know that the spirit behind it's from God. Absolutely. Sure? And um so you know, and then so we had bought a joint unit, and so I saw I sold him the cards, my half of the cards to him, and then I, you know, he got into doing whatnot, and so he's doing cards and stuff on whatnot. But anyway, he doesn't do storage units anymore, and, and I just say that I'm not saying that he he couldn't, but I think he thought it was a lot easier than it was because sure. obviously if you if you go into it and spend all this money making a, a warehouse and you only do it for a month, obviously something happened to where you're not no longer doing yeah, it, and absolutely. I think it's just because. Gina says sometimes I make it seem very easy, but I need to be honest. And I have lately been like, you know, maybe I do have some skill sets that that maybe absolutely set that's, me that's aside. Uh, maybe it's experience. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's the same thing, you know. You you got these two chomping at the bit, and you're like, yeah, I'll teach you, I'll teach you, I'll teach you. I'm like, Psh, you're gonna we're gonna do really well in that first unit, and it's not gonna end up like he is. On the next unit. Well, I'm I'm not even <clears throat> saying I'm just saying it's, it's you it's, can't you can't be just like me. You can you can you can hit the luck just like me. Here here's a wild thing about it, guys. I have told so many people, I'll pick your units for you. I'll pick it. Okay. I don't need all the units. I'm not greedy. I don't need look, I, I told my buddy the, the other day, my sister, she wanted to start the business. Not a dang one of them asked me to pick their unit. They all think they just go out and start doing it. Right. And I and I told I was like the other day I was like you ain't you have not asked me one time to look at a unit for you, Justin. If you pick my unit and if you if I the, pick the your highest unit, price item is a fucking barbecue, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Listen, let, I film all. Bro, what my you give him twenty percent? Hey, bro. If you don't want junk, don't yeah. bid on junk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is what I, well, this is what I think because the not me so much, but the two of you are very interested in storage. I've so, always been so intrigued. The the thrill of like a treasure hunt like you don't know what's in there so bro, this, bro, it's so this so is fun, what bro. i propose Super justin fun. is willing to give his time and energy into mm-hmm. something right he can obviously make some money off of it sure i'll put up all the money okay Any, from zero to ten thousand okay so oh your budget's ten thousand for a unit all with all, all the <laughs> zero to ten thousand dollars a select few if he puts up ten thousand you're gonna make a lot of money if you let I'm me saying, pick your unit zero to <laughs> that's what i'm about to say no, if, you, if so the budget ten thousand. okay okay Let's zero, shut up and so, let Walter listen, talk. So zero to ten thousand, I put it up. Thanks, Daddy. Justin runs this deal. Okay. Okay. We all learn what we can learn, right? But <clears throat> Justin gets his cut. Okay. And then y'all get ten percent a piece. Okay. And the rest goes to charity. Pro. I like it. What What do we have to lose here? That's what I'm saying. I'm. This, this is my 10%, dream. You don't have oh, yeah. to put a dime in, but you're going to get the education that you can't get from anybody else besides Justin. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I'm investing 
And what you guys really love about storage. So hopefully we, now, we a, hit a million we get. Now, I'm going to tell you right <laughs> so now. So I'm going to take the rest of that money, though, and I'm going to put it into something that's discipleship or something in the church. Not not particularly a church, but in something right. God-related. Yeah, like, of course. Yes, you know, even, even our, you know, if it's our. Oh, I got something I really want to do that we could do. What is that, Justin? Okay, so check it out. So I'm going back know. to jiu-jitsu tomorrow. Okay. Right, and I'm filming it, kind of my journey back to Black Belt. It's my first time back tomorrow. And so it's kind of out in Oak Cliff, kind of in the area where I grew up around. And so one of the, la- the last apartments that I lived at were directly behind, uh, it's Redbird Mall. I don't know if y'all, we call it, oh, yeah, we call it Dead Bird, Black Bird, everything when you grew up in that area. Uh, Bro, I used to hate playing against the Redbird Raiders. Oh, That's like the team. <laughs> so I lived in the apartments right behind it. Yeah. And I remember walking home from school and you know, honky everything in that area because I was the you know you're very I was very light colored skin out that area. But I remember walking home from school that day and I remember being called a honky that day is why I said that. And so I get to the apartment and there's an eviction notice on the door. And I went down to the office and. And I remember eventually when we got in, that was, that was man, that's one of the last times my mom just, man, she humiliated me. But it was, she wasn't mad at me. She's mad at the situation. But they took our TV, took everything. So I, I was, I'm going back tomorrow, and me and Gina were making the video board of, hey, where do we want to drive and stuff. And I said, I want to go back to these apartments. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to ask if there's, I want to see their eviction list, if there's a single mom on there. That you can help. Well, dude, I remember yeah. coming home and seeing that eviction notice on the door. Yeah. And if if I could go in there and, and pay pay a mom's rent, but here's the thing, I'm not I don't want to film it. I'm not going to film it, but I do yeah. want to talk to her, right? Because mm-hmm. I want her to know where that money came from. Sure, sure. You know, right. and I want her to know for her little boy that there's hope that just because you're in this bad neighborhood, because you you don't have you know whatever that there's hope for him, you know. But Jesus is the key. You know, yeah. if you want to keep him close right. to, to I Christ. I mean, early in life when I when I didn't have anything, you know, we, I used to figure that out like with Walmart. You know, I'd be like, if I had five hundred dollars, I'd go talk to them about who is has stuff on layaway. Mm-hmm. And out of sight, out of mind, I don't know anything about them, but I know something's on layaway. Well, here's yeah. here's what I'm gonna do too is um, I'm gonna talk to my wife because I I discuss everything with my wife, but I, I'll take uh, uh, if I don't take all of it, it'd probably be. But I, I take my portion too, and I think that if we went and um, you know we can do what we want, but I thought one cool thing would be is to pay pay. Here's the thing: we can give give somebody once, but what I'm saying, if you do this for these guys, and you guys really listen to what I'm telling you, and you'll yeah. actually do it, sure. People people listen and they learn, and then they get arrogant. I'm not saying you guys or anything. I'm just speaking general. How dare you? They get arrogant real quick, <laughs> and then they forget. You know, like we, I sold my company like two months ago. I, I got it back because they defaulted, but I was financing my high bid side. That's another thing. You can't sell your eBay account. I just sold my 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 auction company. I think for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars down. Jeez, it's just a website. Talk that talk. I got twenty thousand down, and then they decided two weeks into it, three mm. weeks into it, they couldn't do. Listen, three of them couldn't do. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be mean. They couldn't do a tenth of the work my wife does on her own. And they said this is too much work. So what they saw is they saw the the glitz and glam on there, but I was like, too much work. You're sitting in a chair taking pictures and descriptions. Right. Like, yo, you don't know about hard. But so I said, but so they defaulted. I, I mean, I kept the twenty thousand. Listen, they cost me a lot more slowing my business down. Sure. I, I mean, I probably lost probably eighty thousand dollars, which wow. I was okay with. I'm cool with that because they had to sell three thousand of my lots a month. Was the deal? They bought the company. But their first 3,000 lots a month had to be my stuff. And I was paying them 
30% plus their 15% buyer's premium. So they're making Jeez. a lot of money on my stuff. I was sure. very, very generous offer yeah. because I saw them and he was getting depressed and he was trying to find his niche in life and he just wants to support his family, but he doesn't, you know, want the honest, the low paying and of investing into someone else's company, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so anyway, but if you do this for them and y'all listen, this will change your life. This will change your life. We're, we're going to get into that after the podcast, but Go. we are almost out of time. And I have to know what's I gotta finish inside the box. this box. Five minutes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what's All in right. the box, Speed round. Justin. All right, check this out. So this was in there. There was a bunch of these clothes. This is like 80 what bucks. What is that? And so this is a WrestleMania jersey. Oh, shit. Oh, man. New in the package. What size, what size is, that? is that? Large. Yeah. It's a large. Okay. Uh, that's Eric sized. Let's, let's give me Eric. Bro, you're, you're a smart. Who's a lot? Who wants it? <laughs> unzip that. Be careful with that. Let's is see that if you can tell me what that is. Uh, close. All right. Hey, you can undo that one. It's okay. it's unloaded. Oh, okay. shit. Right. This is so sick. Okay, who wants to see? Okay, anybody want to guess the age of this? 1940. I don't have any oil on my hand. Justin. Nope. 1940? This yeah. is okay. so cool. Yeah, it's a little mini Derringer, a little 22. This is awesome, or It's not, it's not a Derringer brand, but it's a little small mini. I keep it, that. This is like a little prostitute. It's pistol. a real 22. <laughs> Bro, okay. look at how cool this is. It's a chop. This is the. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, go? Came out of a storage. Listen, that was in a bag with keychains. I almost threw that away. Oh my wow. god! This thing's kind of dope, man. It's all painted. This on. is awesome. Yes, sir. You, you know it's crazy. What this ship right here mm-hmm. looks like my ship. It really does. Dude, that is sweet. <laughs> you know what that is? It's a whale's tooth. Wow. Yeah, so this is called Scrimshaw. So uh, Scrimshaw is, is it's illegal. Well, Scrimshaw is not illegal. Whale's Tooth Ivory is illegal unless you have paperwork for it. Yeah. Unless it's signed by the artist, then you can have it uh, because it obviously went through the thing. But uh, What is something like that worth? That's probably worth about six to 800 bucks. It says nice. uh, Drake on it. Jersey Drake? Yeah. So it says Drake, so, Drake made it. Champagne pop. This is the stuff sitting around my house. This is another thing I just grabbed wow. out of one of the display cabinets. You so said, what is that? So okay, so this, okay, who, who's ever heard of a little place called Corinth? Yes, I have. And the yeah. Bible. Yes. Okay, Corinthians, right? This was a letter to the to Corinth, the Corinthians. Right. So this is from 600 BC, Corinth. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. You you get that? This is like 2,500 years old. Sheesh. And I have the paperwork here. This came out of a unit. This guy was a mason, and I found all of his, uh, all wow. of his paperwork, everything. Wow. And so that's from 1990, um, and this is where. So this is this. Okay, so this is 600 BC, guys. This is the stuff I'm finding. Sheesh. Okay, that's that's something. That's my Corinth. I'm a Christian. And I was like, okay, cool. All right, let's hurry up. This is the shank I was gonna have to kill one of y'all with. The other okay. two probably would have got me, but I was gonna take you up. All right, that's no joke. Listen, there's a lot of people mean online. It's like maybe they're setting me up. I'm gonna get one of them. He, he brought a shank to check to this a out. Place where he they he are. was wearing it to walk in. No, yeah, it was in my hoodie. Oh, he has a I thing. He has that thing on okay. him too, by the way. What, I do. what is this? Is this yeah, unopened? Thing, uh, I, have card a, I have a really nice 42. That is really yeah. nice. Dude, that's almost as nice as that new uh, Trump gun I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> All right, check this you, you out. Okay, so oh. a bunch of these were in there. I brought these real quick. He's a thug. All right, while we're opening, so 1989 <laughs> baseball packs. Okay, oh, whose wow. rookie card would be in here? What year? 1989. 89. Baseball? Yeah, let's see if we can find one. Jeez. Reggie okay. Jackson? Let's nope. get it. Reggie Jackson. Good night, bro. How about Ken Griffey Jr.? 
Bro, I wear his jersey. Like King Griffey Jr., Jr. Open those up. The gum's still in them. Eat it if you want to. You won't die. Is that Cincinnati? King uh, Griffey Jr.? No, uh, Mariners. Some Mark McGrath. Florida Mariners? What are we looking for in here? Uh, yes. Hey. I, I, I can't. Well, you want to turn it over so you can see this on camera? Have you ever seen a base car, baseball card in life? Hey, yeah. Eric. What country are you from? How dare you? Mexico. <laughs> that's, that's so racist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Here we go with the racist. We'll see, we'll see if 19, you want to eat the gum? I'm a big I'm a big gum collector, bro. Let's, let's, All know. right, look. Ken Griffey. Listen. It, it, this looks like the, uh, the gum with oh, the... Oh, Kirby Puckett. You, re, you remember the gum where the, the rapper would leave a tattoo on your, on your yeah. tongue? It, it looks like this. This is 1989 gum with... No All right, let's get it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's... Oh, my. I've done that on a video. Did you find it? Did you find yours? You didn't even look. Okay, y'all look for these. I'm going to tell you a little bit more. Okay, I found this in a unit. Really Ladies cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that go gum is awful. <laughs> y'all ate that gum, that? bro? Okay, check this out. gum. Look, this is autographed. Bro, you just got meningitis. So this is really autographed. This guy was the heavyweight champion of the world boxer in the 1930s. He was very wow. well known. This is a real autograph from him. Old picture, so I kept wow. it. I displayed it in my house. Nintendo games. Everybody loves Nintendo games. Yes, sir. Just found a bunch. That's Ghostbusters. Let's go. Something personally I collect is these old promo glasses. This oh, is a Pie Pie. Walter's got a ton of those. Really? This is 1978 Pie Pie. This is, a, this is Pie Pie's chicken. People don't know that wow. Pie Pie's chicken, one, has been around that long, Dude, and two, that they so used to do this. Crazy. Yeah, I have, I have hundreds of these. I'm trying to go a Guinness World Record to complete them. I have like the Rocky packs of these. Okay, real quick, another cool thing, another we, thing. We've, in the, uh, we got Chris Brown's rookie. VHS market, yeah, these are swinging in the <laughs> what market. What is this? Okay, this is Surf Ninjas. This is sealed. Surf Ninjas. So I bought a unit oh, for dude, ten thousand dollars. That looks so pristine. It dude, is. It's, it's, that, that, that's gradable. I just sold a case of these for a G. Wow. Yeah. Dude, Aaron, you remember when we cleaned out my dad's garage and had those like three hundred yes. VHS tapes? Yes. Sealed VHS is definitely what you want. One of my biggest units out of the Yu-Gi-Oh unit. This came out of there. God, that gum was oh. awful. Check this out. So inside this is a sealed Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like, oh, yeah. It's not, not it's, yeah, Willie Mays. Nothing big. Little uh, insert card. Um, but, yeah, so in 1989 Bowman, the King Griffey Jr. is the big card of that one. And so here, I'll leave some packs for you guys. Because if you pull it out, what you might want to do is you're going to want to send it in and get graded. Because then it definitely could be like a, a if it grades real high, it could be yeah. a $1,000 plus card. Okay, I'll leave you some packs wow. y'all can look for. Thank you, brother. Yeah, check this out. Another thing I like finding is comic books. This is when, uh, remember back in the 90s when Superman died and came back alive? This was in the comic book stores. It was like one of the first like poly seals. You didn't know what was going on, but this was a huge deal in the 90s. So Here, I'm going to give this to you. You can keep that. I, I've, I've seen your Instagram. Some of the posts where you have just untold amounts of comic books. Oh, my God, dude. I have. Just, it's from Florida. What What is the process like going through those and grading them and deciding their value? and? Yeah, so uh, it's knowledge. So I can thumb through a box like this. And just automatically know. And I've got a lot of them memorized, but I literally go through every box. I, right. So comic book realm, I'll pull it up, put them in order. And I have a whole process we'll have to talk about. But so, yes, there's definitely never sell anything until you know what Absolutely, you got. Absolutely, sure. So Nintendo, I think that's it. Here, I'll leave you some penny sleeves in case you find your rookies. You can throw that oh, in there. Oh, and nice. the, the creme de la creme, a Michael Bolton. <laughs> Cassette? Cassette <laughs> oh single, my gosh. baby. Dude, that's like mint. Yo, it goes, listen, I found his concert t-shirt too. Dude, that was a Neil Diamond. That's awesome. Okay. Y'all know about that Michael Bolton. So, yeah, this is just a bunch of different things that I like to find. These are things around our house. My house has displays. Yeah. yeah. My, my whole house is like. I've seen it. 
It, it's it looks an, amazing. It's an investment. I tell my wife, I'm like, it's a museum. But the cool thing about it is, is I have very nice stuff, but I didn't pay anything for it. Right. Because sure. I'm such a cheapskate. So, well, yeah. and you know, if the day ever came, you need to pay a bill there. Boom. That's why I yeah. told my wife, I said, things I mean, ever get bad. Boom. Sell some stuff. And last thing, because the most important thing, I like this because it's got the wow. sacred heart on it. This is a, so I have a large Bible collection. Uh, this one, let's see what year. You got some one. notes in there. What does that say? Yeah, I, I leave everything. It's about Hanukkah, celebration of war. I love reading old letters, war letters, and things oh, like bet. that. Uh, this. What, what's the age on that thing? This it looks is very 1910. Wow. Okay, not my oldest Bible, but I like it because it's got the, the sacred heart. But it's over my oldest Bible, I think, is the 1820s. That, that looks incredible for the age. Yeah, it is. It's so dude, cool. Man. And it, it's, it's pocket-sized. And... He's heading towards Dead Sea Scrolls types. Yeah, yeah. dude. That, <laughs> hey, if you haven't gone to see that at the... Uh, at the, I've, I've been and seen that exhibit. That's really... It's very interesting. That's what... You know, because they found a, a part of Enoch in there. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know, the church hid that for a reason. And it's just because I think that... I don't know. I, I mean, I do have... Everything's opinions, just turned but, into power. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. isn't that cool, though, guys? Like, that's yo, amazing. Bro. Yeah, dude. Look at that. Some cool stuff. 600 BC. That that's that's the intriguing part. I want to find cool stuff. You can. You can. It's out there. So Thanks. I, I kind of want to, you know, I want to leave it at that, Eric. Okay. Um, I'll work on it. That's uh, my homework. Uh, unfortunately, this is this is the end of this episode with you, but you're definitely gonna have to come back. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I, I do. I think we should all go in. Let's do it. You know, I'll front the money, but I think we should do something big and powerful for humanity. I like it. And not so much for ourselves. But yeah, at the same good. time, it becomes a very educational experience. Absolutely. What I would like to do, I think we should film the process, but I don't want to film where the money goes afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Because it's between the, the four of us and God. Bro, I, don't okay. want, I don't even want my 10%. It's all going. But I think hey, that listen, the, the knowledge you guys will get, and, and this is something I do as a business owner, as an older guy, is like every one of my employees that I've ever had, I told them I don't want you working for me in a few years. Yeah. I tell them I don't want that. What I want is I want what what I have for you mm-hmm. and your family, and then I want to see you do that for someone else. Sure. And so um, it's hard sometimes because it's hard to find good employees. It's scary, but but I believe that that's another step of faith, that if we, we want that and we if we can – Build up the people that got entrusted into yeah. our circle and stuff, you know. Eric, and, uh, why did I start this company? Yeah, to uh, to share the wealth. Yeah, to said, to uh, make everyone else because live a, because a comfortable I, I spent wage. a lot of years working for other people, making them a lot of money, working my ass off, and and and. It's just a, it's weird that like guys like us get tired of it and then we do, you do. something. About and it. so, like I told Eric the day that I started this, because so Eric's my brother-in-law. Okay. Is he's seen he's seen it from start to finish, and I told him I just say, hey, I'm not starting this for me. I'm starting this for all of us. Yeah. And no matter what I say or do, you never hear me say I. It's oh, I it's all about the people around us. But but he's stood so true to that. I mean the the lowest guy on our total pool is making you know sixty sixty five grand a year to to the guy that's just starting. Bro, listen, I'm I love hearing that because it, I'm telling you. I told my I told my wife just the other day. Last we'll finish this. Is I told her uh, we don't I don't have friends. We don't yeah. have friends. So this is really cool. You, you do guys, now? Yeah, you guys are out here. You were right. Like literally, Absolutely. It took me, it's, Eric knows I don't have friends. He told me this at Lake Day on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> my, my house is like it took me like 22 minutes to get here. I'm right up the road in Plano. So yeah, definitely have to do this again. But what I want to see too is is like, man, 
this would be cool because if you do this, you're, you're going to get so much knowledge out of this. If you'll just, Absolutely. you'll just listen. But even if you do this as a joint thing to add on and you keep the spirit of what he's already built, because like I said at the beginning, everything is about the spirit that's behind everything. And most people want to compromise. And I don't, I have zero compromise when it comes to sure. stuff that I have zero compromise. And so anyway, that's a cool. So if we keep that spirit behind it, Absolutely. you know, our neighbors, you know, yeah. uh, the Lord's blessed you, the Lord's blessed me. Uh, Lord's blessed you guys to, to, to be here, it sounds like, you know? Yeah. And so, well, anyway, maybe we can join forces on some things because I'm telling let's you Let's do it, brother. The time, right. the time. Let's quit quit talking about it. Uh, we'll make it happen. I'm going to I'm gonna just leave it there, man. Uh, guys, Justin Grimes, um, it's it's my birthday. I feel like this was actually, Justin being here was a gift from God for me. Um, our producer, Gabe, and Eric, they're both looking at me like they're seeing double. There's a lot of things that Justin and I are – yeah, spot on. You guys are twins in, in scary ways, you know, but like amazing ways. And yeah, it was um, a great time. I want to say thank you, Justin. Thank Absolutely, you so much. bro. Um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, know? this was so this fun. This was cool. Uh, this is I, this is the best birthday I've had forever. So awesome. I, I appreciate happy birthday, birthday. I appreciate happy birthday, that, old man. man. Yeah, and, uh, that, that's it for today, guys. I look forward to this one. So see you soon. Bye. Peace out.